Birdie Boy Productions is super excited because the blue-eyed Mexican Shane Torres' first stand-up special is on YouTube right now. Check it out. It's on Shane Torres' channel and Burt Kreischer's channel, The Blue-Eyed Mexican. I hope you like it. We're so proud of it. There's a link in the description below. Check it out on YouTube now. Woody Harrelson is on top of this 10-foot orchard ladder in my greenhouse at Huckleberry Hill. And so I run into the greenhouse to look up through the plants to take a picture of maybe bump the ladder, maybe I don't know what happened. Dude, but I look up happen. 10 feet high and he's doing the backstroke. And I'm going, oh, f oh, f please. But we were driving through one log and I, I was dying. I just quit drinking for a period of time and I wanted to smoke weed. I, I was smoking a lot of weed and we were pulling into, I don't know, wherever we were. And I- Piercy, by Piercy, yeah. California. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I went into the lady and I said, what do I what do I want to smoke? And she goes, without a doubt. And that's, this is the first bag I got was, she goes, Ridgeline. And I was like, and by the way, I mean, it's ruined this cigar case because if you just smell this cigar case, just take a whiff of the cigar case. It probably is going to remind you of work, but that's what the cigar <laughs> case smells like. That's nice. I mean, is that not? Wow. That's a fucking lot of weed smell in there. That's yeah. it. That's it right going here. Yeah. Oh, Check yeah. it over. Yeah. Man, those are some nice cigars, huh? Oh, I got. If you want a cigar, if you want anything, tell me. We have everything. That's what we set this podcast studio up to be. Is everything, and and I and I. What the coolest thing about the whole podcast adventure is like the way that I got to meet you guys. I was with Matt, my my sister's boyfriend. We were talking about weed. I just started getting into weed. And he said, you know, I just found this really crazy great weed. And and Matt was on the way to become a Weedlier or whatever. Gangier. Gangier. Weedlier. <laughs> and he and he broke out uh White Thorn Rose. Yeah. And I smelled it, and I just loved the smell immediately. And then I had a hard time finding it here in the, in the city. And I talked about it on Two Bears, and then you hit me up. And then right after then, I think we went there. And then I think I watched your documentary, and I, and I got to know both of you guys. And I was like, and you're like, do you know Ridgeline? And I was like, that's so funny. I just bought a fucking whatever that is of Ridgeline. And now we're here, and... Uh, I'm dying. I have a lot of questions before Felipe gets here and we just get stoned as fuck and <laughs> giggle. But I'm really curious uh, to for, for everyone to know the story of what you guys do. You guys are from Humble County. You're both growers. You're both generational growers. You're diff and you and you do things a tad bit different than what I think is offered in the shops in LA. Break down everything weed for me. A lot of people look at, look at us as criminals because this is all we've been doing our whole life. And, and you know, I like to think of ourselves more as outlaws. You know, we were always fighting for a plant that we were taught as really young kids that brought a lot of medicinal value to people. And we never looked at it as a bad thing. And so, I don't, you know, I don't know many people in life that have done the same thing for 50 years. And all I've been doing for the last 50 years is working with this plant, figuring out what it responds to best. And it's just become a big part of our life and, and really happy to celebrate it. Had some bumps in the road that maybe you know about, or I can share with you about later on or whatever, but it, it hasn't been an easy road for any of us. And now even with uh, legalization, it's, you know, there's challenges, but Really, it's super important to be able to share this flower that we've created with the world. Well, what's walk me through, like, real quick, 
give me the history of Humboldt County because that seems to be, it's called the Emerald Triangle, and that seems to be where they've been growing weed. And when I say they, I mean your families. Mm-hmm. Way before it got, way before my dad started buying it in stores. Like, like Johnny, I was brought up in Humboldt County, been there my whole life. You know, my parents grew weed and it was just community that was completely operated and, you know, funded by weed. And, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah, so from day one, um, you know, growing up there, like we'd have weed in our bedroom. You know, you'd wait, you'd go to school, you'd have to knock weed off your shirts. You know, it was just, it was just something that was very casual. It was what it was. We knew. You know, our parents said don't talk about stuff and this and that, but it was always just a part of our culture. What were your parents? Were your, what were your parents like? Where did they grow up? How, what brought them to Humboldt? You know, they just wanted to get out of the mainstream way of life. We wanted to build a culture and a lifestyle of our own. So we moved to the country. We moved and built a lifestyle of our own. And what was really unique and special about Humboldt County specifically is. You could do it in a way that you wanted to do it, and everybody did it differently, and everybody worked together. So it was this huge community that was was living under secrecy that we were all, our parents were always carpenters, right? Because loose lips sank ships. You never wanted to tell anybody what you did because you knew you could get in trouble. And together, we found a way to work together to build this secret community. We built schools in the hills. We built fire departments. We built technical rescue teams. And we built this really special place that was really secret to the world that really flew under the radar until Ronald Reagan declared the war on drugs. Ronald fucking Reagan. (laughs) Ronald Reagan. By the way, Ronald Reagan coined the phrase, uh, uh, make America great again. You know that? No, that was his, yeah, that's that. his thing. Yeah, yeah. He came up with that. And Trump said it, and everyone's like, that's not a bad phrase. Yeah. It's Ronald Reagan's phrase. Uh, his wife, uh, throat goat. Did you know that? <laughs> Nancy Reagan? No. Best cocksucker in Hollywood. <laughs> no, for real. For, re- for real. Google it. Pull it up. Put in Nancy Reagan blowjob. <laughs> and so, but yeah, so Reagan came, and then that's when the helicopter started yeah. coming. I mean, yeah. I, would, I would say with like my family, I mean, I can't exactly say why, but they're back to landers, you know? It's like my dad came from Detroit, Michigan, where it was just, you know, a whole different world. And Well, here we go. Blowjob Queen is actually, mo- the actual story is even more interesting. Oh, no. You know, uh, put that in the comments. Put that underneath <laughs> the story so people can read that on their leisure and know <laughs> that that story's there. Or we're going to do these sidebars of things Bert kind of talked about on the podcast but didn't follow through with. You will get an exclusive cut of me talking about Nancy Reagan sucking dick. So Google that. Nancy Reagan sucks dick. Okay. So you're down from Detroit? Yeah. <laughs> How do you go from there? Yeah, right. No, they were they were back to landers. They, you know, hippies. They did a hippie movement and, you know, uh, hitchhiked across the country. And they wanted freedom. And that's, you know, what they found in Humboldt County. They found freedom where they could go out in the hills. They could have a nice piece of land for cheap. And they could, you know, grow herb. And, you know, it's... uh, Where were those first seeds from? Like, does that... Was it the shit? Because I I remember as a kid trying to grow the seeds that we'd pull out of the bag. Is that... The the fresh Mexican weed that you used to get. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. There's all kinds of different story. Um, What's his name? By the way, let's get all the Mexican shit out now before Felipe gets (laughs) here. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee you once he gets here, this whole interview is going south and he's just going to want to talk about prison. But but keep going. Yeah, I got some prison talk for him. I have my... (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so, you know, um, 
Yeah, you know, what we're growing nowadays is stuff that we created that our parents used to have. Um, so, so I'm going to do the layman's versions. This is what I heard. I think I might have heard it from you guys. The females are the good ones. That's what we smoke. The males are garbage. They just grow seeds or opposite. I think you're wrong. Okay. But, but, but sorry, um, not, not to be, <laughs> oh, no, that's not okay. to be rude. That's okay. but, smoke the male. You're right about that. Don't smoke the male. Yeah. I think, you know, they, they both serve different purposes, but one's just as important as the other, right? The genetics in the, the pollen from the male really is just as important as the female, the flower. And, you need both of them to create genetics and, and different seeds. And so if you want to make, so if, if you get like, uh, uh, I'm really bad at, at pot. I mean, like I, I like smoking it, but I'm not, I'm still like a lightweight. And so I don't know all the things, but if you want like, uh, OG cookies, you need to get a male OG to be with a female Girl Scout cookies or vice versa. And then you need them to hang out next to each other. And then, and then I mean, that's the way that we do it. We're, you know, we're old school. We sit there. I still, you know, do, well, I have a bunch of males at my dad's, you know, and nowhere near our farm. Otherwise we'd get seated and yeah, then you're screwed. But nowadays there's, you know, there's different types of chemicals that people could have put on a plant that actually could turn a female into, you know, have seeds. And that's how you have the feminized. That's way, you know? that's way advanced. But, yeah. But really what we're talking about is this male has the pollen that comes out of the balls that ends up getting onto the hair of the plant. And then that hair um, gets pollinized and goes into the trichome, which ends up formulating the seed. And from that's that... complicated, though. <laughs> the trichome's the good thing. That's the thing that gets you high, right? Yeah. So basically, you know, from that, you never... You know, nowadays, everything's a hybrid. So you never really truly understand until you do a pheno hunt, until you actually grow the seed because they're not all the same, right? All these different seeds end up being something different. And so when we're talking about pheno hunting, we're searching out the best of the best. We're searching out the white thorn rose. We're searching out the lance that he grows. And that takes years really to develop and to discover. And once you've grown for long enough, that's really what becomes exciting, finding the next the next one, the yeah. next whatever, and the, what the you, best. What do you look for when you guys are making, like when when you're when you're getting when you're getting excited about a plant? What are you looking for? Because one of the compliments I've heard, and I only say this, but that I've I've shared, and 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 Matt once again, I keep bringing Matt in, uh, but is there was this chase? Correct me if I'm wrong. There was this chase in growing marijuana to get the highest THC in the world. And that all of a sudden they were leaving a bunch of shit on the table, like the flavor, the uh, turpines or whatever. Like there's, they were leaving, yeah, they were leaving a bunch of shit on the floor. And that's what I heard when it, you guys seem to care more about almost the grassroots of marijuana, the, 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 the weed that everyone really wants in real life. And not this like fucking kind that stick to the bottom. Bro, we like, never tested our weed till eight years ago or something. We never tested our soil. We never, you know, you smoke weed, you get high. It's good weed. You know, you smoke, <laughs> it tastes good. It's good. There, we didn't need tests. You did so, grassroots testing. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, it's just like how my dad would always be. You know, this is beautiful weed. It gets you stoned. It's stony weed. Yeah. Well, nowadays we have to grow for, you know, yeah, THC. But really it's the look, the smell, the taste, the high. You know, yeah. and, it, and it really has to be marketable in this day and age, oh, you know, 
Beacave Weed and guess uh, who uh, shows up? I say weed and Felipe. all Felipe. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six players' stats projections and watch the winnings roll in. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo of three points made plus receptions. Want to play alongside some prize picks, favorite players like rapper Meek Mill or my buddy, Andrew Schultz. You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Let me tell you something. This is the best way to enjoy your weekend or your weekdays with basketball season upon us. I watch the Lakers play. Who's who they're playing the other night? And I was like, I know how to make this game more interesting. Prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash Bert and use code Bert for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. That's prizepicks.com slash Bert and use promo code Bert for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. This episode is brought to you by Helix, the best damn mattress in the world. Dude, I am my sleep score right now is 96% average. Let me tell you about Helix. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Very simple. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. That's all it takes. I'm telling you right now, you will get your personalized mattress shipped directly to your door free of charge. And if your spine needs a little extra TLC, they've they've got you covered. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination for comfort and support. I will never go back to another mattress. Once I've tried Helix, that is the best sleep I've ever gotten. I have a hard time getting out of bed. All those motivational speakers are like, get your feet out of bed. Not with a Helix mattress. I want to stay in that bed all day long. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. And their pillows are gangster. For our listeners, go to helixsleep.com slash Bert and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Oh, what's up, man? He's in. Yeah, yeah, please. How you doing? Hey, Guys, Felipe Esparza, he's Jason. one of the best comedians in the country. Yes, yes. And uh, and I would say, I would argue, Felipe, would you say you're a marijuana connoisseur? Hell yeah, man. Oh, perfect. <laughs> hey, Billy Wayne Davis says, shout out to you, and you're the man when it comes to smoking weed. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, right on. Billy Wayne Davis. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're talking about weed that gets you high, and, and these guys are both from Humboldt County. They grow outdoor weed, Correct. Yeah, mixed light, sun grown, yeah, all of it. And yeah. so, and so, we're talking about the race to THC and how some people got 
They were just like the most THC. That's what they put their percentage. And they're saying they never really tested their weed. Well, people could cheat on that, right? It's yeah. like, you know, so it turns into a thing where somebody gets them to test their product and it's the highest, you know, THC and it's not even real. So, so let me ask you this question. Sorry to interrupt, yeah. but when you're, when you're consuming cannabis or when you're smoking weed, yeah. what are you trying to achieve when you're doing that? Okay. That's a great question for both of us. I will tell you as a, and I say newcomer, I've been smoking weed since I was 15, 14. Damn. Well, yeah, but not all the time. 35 yeah. years. That's I good. had a couple, since I had a couple 12. bad experiences young that kind of, I I got a good respect for the plant. And okay. so I was always, so then I always kind of just put the tip of my dick in and I didn't just go full blown <laughs> balls deep. So what I'm looking for is uh, to find my gratitude, to giggle to sm catch myself smiling when I didn't expect to. And then it, and then a couple hours later to be like, I'm ready to go to bed. That's what I'm looking for. So when you drink, sorry. Oh, do when not you get drink, me on drinking. Why, why, why do you drink? <laughs> oh, I don't want the party to end. So I'm going somewhere with I don't want to die. I have, <laughs> I have panic attacks. I so show you, up in the morning. So you don't drink moonshine because you like to drink, right? Oh, I would never drink. I mean, I have drank moonshine as a lark. So in the same respect, you're not really smoking cannabis that's 40% THC because you're looking for that entourage effect, everything you just described. And that comes by having a, you know, equal part of cannabinoids, an equal part of terpenes and an equal part of, of uh, THC. And so with sun grown, you're getting something different than a really high octane indoor grown one-sided type flower that usually has higher THC. Those are typically more big ag grown products and they have all the marketing dollars and they can push whatever educational material they want out to the consumer. So they always wanted the consumer to believe that higher THC meant quality cannabis. But what I think you're finding, and I'm not assuming, mm -hmm. but by smoking outdoor sun-grown flower, you're finding that the well-balanced different cannabinoid system of that flower really makes you feel amazing. Yes. 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 I, I found myself one day after smoking a joint, having a cigar, appreciating the fact that I'm allowed to have the backyard I have. Like I really, I was like, I love that I have this backyard. I feel really grateful for my backyard. And I was like, wait, that's a fucked up thought. And then I was like, oh wait, that's a good thought. I would did. And I go, marijuana gave me that thought. And I went, that's the thought I'm chasing. Certain now. strains, like with the Lance, I'll smoke it. Well, before we go work out, a group of us will smoke a joint and you have the best workout ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it makes you feel, it makes every strain does something different for people. But personally, Lance, you know, gives me energy like Felipe, that. Felipe, what do you look for when you smoke? How, first of all, how old were you the first time you smoked marijuana? Like 20. Really? Yeah. My, my dad was like, full of devil, you know, scaring you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Losers, you know. <laughs> Only cholos, gangbangers. But yeah, I was like 20. Um, I was at a we were, my, we were at a Christmas party. My friend's my friend's job and he busted out a joint and I smoked it with him. I got really high. Yeah. So after that, I was like um buying weed every day. Really? And now when you smoke, how often do you smoke? Every day, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you look for? Like, what does marijuana give you? I want to pass out, man. I want to, like, fall down. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know how to ask for percentages. I just go, like, when I'm at the at the dispensary and I see a guy who's paraplegic or in a wheelchair. And I say, you know, whatever you give that guy, I want daddy. 
Or somebody goes in and sad. Give him the oil. Give him the oil. A lady Whatever with a scarf on her head. She's she a She's that lady right there who's bumped her head on the way in. Give me whatever she got. It. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you have like a favorite strain? No, just um the OG right. That's a mixture of sativa and a hybrid. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, more I mean, OG's killer. It's it's one of our original. Yeah. Is that more indica though? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So I think what's really important to to understand as a consumer is. What makes me feel good might not make you feel good. We're, We're all made out. up differently, oh, right? Yeah. And um, so each different terpene or each different cannabinoid will affect your cannabinoid system differently. And so if you ever run into a farmer that says he grows or she grows the best weed, run as far as fast as you can. Oh, I heard someone say, uh, if you say you love Blue Dream, you don't know anything about weed. But Whoa, if you say you Blue don't love good, Blue yeah. Dream, yeah, then fine. you really don't know anything about weed. <clears throat> like, there was uh, some guy, I don't know. I, was, I wish I'd listened harder. Is, you, is Blue Dream, like, originally bubblegum? It's a, it's a sativa. I mean, the thing is, is, like, you know, I get asked, you know, what are these sativas and indicas? And nowadays, there have been so many crosses, it's <laughs> hybrids. You know, they're hybrids. I they're mean, hybrids. Yeah. They're, they're Blue Dream been, was the first thing I smoked that I went. Too. I was like, I was like, okay. That was pretty good. And it's yeah, mellow. It's amazing. It's mellow, mellow yeah. I mean, you know. It's mellow. Blue Dream, Jack Herrera, mm-hmm. I liked. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I got to say that, I mean, the, your your weeds smell. Do your houses smell like that? Oh, all, my God. The whole course. farm. The whole valley ends up smelling like white thorn rose or lamps. I mean, <clears> it, it's amazing. It, it grows better in that special terroir than anywhere else in the world. Do you I know think. why, Felipe? Do you know why? I don't. But do you know why the... Uh, Humboldt County is so good for growing weed. I don't know because um, microclimate. Um, what does that lady say from um, from um, throw mom off the train when Billy Chris was trying to write that book? The night was sultry, right? Mm-hmm. That's why it grows good. <laughs> I mean, you got to think we have the climate. <laughs> You have the Is climate. It, you guys have sultry nights. No, you have the climate, but you have you have a whole culture that's been growing weed our whole life. So if I you do something you your whole life, you should be pretty good oh, at so it. So right? it's 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 mostly about it was just a place where like minded people showed up, and then you also happen to have great pH sound, balanced soil. And I mean, whatnot. yeah, I mean, but our weather is, you know, you guys have good weather here as well, right? And yeah. but it's just different. We get yeah, these, but we still land, man. We get these hot, yeah, right. <laughs> the plane still land. We get these hot, you know, days. <laughs> you can land at Humboldt, bro. You gotta go to Medford, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. almost, almost. And then everybody from Humboldt <laughs> County. All the southern knows how to fly a plane, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I remember the last captain, the last pilot that drove this plane. He would have, he would have said, "Fuck it," you know, and land the plane. <laughs> so, so what's really interesting about the cannabis that we grow in the Emerald Triangle or in, in southern? Wow, Humble, the Emerald Triangle. Yeah, you know, it's pretty, pretty amazing, well-known, world-renowned place, and um, it's really the taste of the place where that product's mm. grown. It kind of takes on a taste of the ocean air that comes over the mountains or the hot days or the cold nights. And it won't taste the same if you guys grow this, this same cultivar down here. It just kind of takes on and it's a reflection of who we are. That's White Thorn Rose. We're going to open up a few and we should sample. We should see if he can open this. We should see if he can open this childproof bag. The childproof bags? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that took me a while to figure that out. That's Lance. Nope. Oh, what? No, just power. Just power. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. Oh, man. California is going to redo all the packaging now. 
Great. Just great. Oh, that's good. My like butter. Butter? Mm. And what's the best way to smoke weed? Everybody has my like butter. I like rolling <laughs> joints. Right. I mean, I'm old school. It's rolling, but these yeah. are hard to open if you don't know how to open them, though. I, I really like... I've, You've they're really hard to. These are really hard to open if you don't know. This is the fucking hardest. Is the vape pens? <laughs> these vape pens. I spent. I had to kick a knife out of the drawer and cut it open with a fucking knife to get a vape pen out. Yeah, you the put, amount of packaging that California makes us. Yeah, it's hard. You, know, you, you can't open it's it like ridiculous. That. Yeah, you can't yeah. open it like that. No. Well, I won't give away the oh, secret. Oh, boom! You, you did push it. from the top. And congratulations, oh, you get to get well, high I was now. Like a push pop. <laughs> Shut the fuck if up. If you could open it, you could smoke it. And what, what's cool? Vape pens are pretty that's fucking that's awesome. Up. Here, you want a vape pen for the road? For the cruise ship, bro. For the cruise ship. For the cruise ship. We just got off a cruise. On there? We just got off a cruise. I smoked. I brought five vape pens. I handed out a, a couple, and then uh, mostly to Miss Pat's family. And um, <laughs> and it's actually oh, He's that's why it. the things on top. Yeah, to, to pull. pull. Yeah, there you go. Um, so should we? Should we light a pre-roll as we continue the talk? Or is a pre-roll the best, sir? Or should we... Hey, get me my... Oh, get me the Grateful Dead rolling papers. Yeah, that's rolling up. Yeah. Do we have the Grateful Dead and a... By the way, no one in my fucking team smokes weed. So they're all like... I mean, the fi- you, my favorite part about rolling a joint is that first, you know, grind it and you smoke here, why don't, what, That's when you, you wanna, need the best. So the pre-rolls are good, yeah. but they've I'll already let, been I'll done, you, you know? I'll let you roll a joint. Well, what do we, what yeah, we got? Yeah, Humboldt right? County. Do you want a beer? No, no, I'm good with the beer, you, but maybe a cup of coffee. I think Matt's grabbing that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we oh. both grew up in Humboldt County. That's yeah. beautiful, man. Yeah. I, I, I've been there once. Oh. I did a, a show at a college there. You so, know. Go ahead, go ahead, please. Okay, no, I, I like to consider what's happening now with um, the legal market is, um, when I share it with people, is it's Humboldt County really is where a multi-billion dollar industry was really created. I mean, um, we were running from helicopters at yes. 15 up and down canyons, hiding under bushes as they flew over with guys down and you know, wire, you know, AR-15s pointed at us. And Are you one it, of the original growers? Yeah, their families. This is, this is what's beautiful about yeah. this. Hey, someone on Bro. my team, we, have, we just got sent $3,000 worth of marijuana <laughs> materials from... Not no, just of like rolling papers and trays and grinders. Yeah, where are they at? Yeah, where are all that guys? The birdie ones, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, we just got sent yeah. fucking three thousand dollars worth of this. Look, here we go. Oh, Here's here a grinder. We got like, yes. There's grinder. a grinder. We yeah. should have a tray in there. Rolling trays. There's a. We sent a bunch of trays, a bunch of ashtrays. All right. Sweet. The reason I asked you that because um um like I think like forty five years ago Amazon. Prime, they had a bunch of pilots that they put out, and you yeah. could watch them. And one of them was, um, it was a pilot for these two guys that were one of the first guys that grew marijuana in the in Humboldt during a, during 1983 or 84. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it shows them like trying to get funding and all you that. You know, in 1992, not to jump ahead too Please. fast, yeah. but you know, we we were always running from helicopters. We were always trying to evade being arrested. But always understood that if you got busted in Humboldt County for growing weed, really the penalty was probation, right? Because everybody in Humboldt County grew probation. But in 1992, I got busted and it ended up after being Ronald Reagan declaring the war on drugs. I got actually charged federally for uh, cultivating and um, was looking at a mandatory minimum of 10 years to life in prison Damn. for a first-time nonviolent offender. 10 years to Ten life. We Yeah, and What's never would hurt anybody. What was the anxiety like while Damn, you wait for bro. that sentence? 
And you're laying in I bed. I went to court for four years, tried to determine, tried to tell the judge who we were as people, right? I wanted him to know that oh, wow. I would never hurt anybody. And this is just big. how it I- It was big but for they thought, they thought, and I will say this, I, the, I think I had this mentality. They thought that once you got someone to try marijuana, they would be smoking crack and sucking cock in an alley Absolutely. within a week. Absolutely. And so really after going to court for four years, which was a harder time, you know, the judge stood up and said, you know, I want nothing more to do to give you less time. But he was bound by the law and gave me a 10-year mandatory minimum sentence, did eight years in federal prison at Lompoc, and then had five years probation. So Federal prison? Federal prison. Is that like the one that's got tennis courts? That no. Lompoc is the juiciest, easiest one. Lompoc they- has a federal prison inside. But uh, right before you go inside, they do have the prison you're talking about. Yeah, the camp. The tennis, I was the at camp. the camp. I had the longest prison sentence at the camp when I when I self surrendered, and um, it was big in our town. It was yeah. a, it was a long journey. You were old. I was twenty four. Fuck. And I got out. That uh, you know went in in ninety six and ended up getting out in two thousand four. So um, it was seventeen years so you out of my Y2K. life. Two K. I was spent Y two K and they locked the whole prison system down during Y two K. You missed In Sync and that, that the Backstreet Boys, Britney. <laughs> yeah, you missed uh, MTV. What else? So you were there in two thousand three. I was there in two thousand three. Okay, I, I did a show there in two thousand three. Really? I did a show at Lompoc for the guards. Oh, really? Yeah, and I remember walking around with Gabriel Iglesias to give him a little tour. We walked the yard and we saw that the yard had a wire now. Because somebody tried to land a helicopter there yep. and escape. Yeah, that was that was in the FCI. That was in the medium security prison. Yes. Yeah. You and know, we, that prison system is like the most corrupt system ever. We would give the guards money, if, right? If you, by the way, if you See don't want whispers. us to put it in, don't yeah. just whisper. Would, <laughs> Let us know not to put that in. <laughs> I mean, we would give the guards a couple hundred bucks. We had Thanksgiving Bring dinners. the guards out of the bathroom. Bring the guards out of the bathroom. We had catered Thanksgiving dinners there at the prison. Um, after I got out, um, several years later, the, the warden from Lompoc and one of the prison guards reached out to me and they ended up coming to our farm, spent a couple days because they felt so bad that somebody like us, a nonviolent person growing a plant was in jail. And at the end of their two days that they spent at our farm, took six of their personal plants home each, both retired. And now they still grow our strains there in Lompoc. Really? Amazing. It was just very heartfelt and very... Um, a reminder that no matter where we're at, and my, uh, Matt, Matt's really an example of this, that we can all make a difference in somebody else's life. And Matt's it doesn't, my, my sister's boyfriend. He's right over there. And it He's doesn't a, have to be oh, always Gondineer. about money. Gondineer. It can be about making people smile. Gondole. Gondoria. Gondolas. Gondolas. Yeah, I mean, we want to thank Weed for us being here and Matt. Oh, it's Matt. Matt introduced Matt, me uh, to yeah, you guys. He's fun. very into marijuana. I mean, I mean that like, He's very into marijuana. He's very into cultivation and 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 like fucking police. Ah, Jesus, it's microphone. He's very into wow. Uh, you roll joints like you grow it. That, that's the white thorn rose you're smoking. Huh? That's from Punch Extract. And it's what's interesting extra, to huh? understand with all manufacturers, they all put their own different taste to uh, touch on it. Right? They all have their different TLC that they think is better than the others. And so each one will taste a little bit different. Oh, man, look at this. This is amazing. I mean, this Please. is, this is, Matt, you did a big thing here. I mean, I mean, wait. Yeah. Matt, come over and take a hit. I mean. <coughs> that should be the real podcast is we don't let Matt take a hit. So, Bert, I mean, what's so, oh, thank you so much. valuable, so amazing that you're having us here is 
you know, we're surrounded by a bunch of people that grow weed for their whole life. They grow some of the best weed in the world, but our culture is dying. You know, we can't get onto shelves where all these big companies are getting. Yeah. Why? Because, you know, we don't have the money. We don't have the marketing. And the problem is, is they taste it. They smoke it. Just give them a chance. You know what I mean? Give them yeah. one chance to smoke <coughs> it. And not only that, who they're supporting. You know, know your farmers. We know every one of our plants. We yeah. we we give a shit about what we do. You know, this yeah. is, you know, we care about the plants. We don't just have hundreds of acres that we're feeding with shit. And, you know, nowadays everybody wants their, you know, healthy green smoothies and they want to go to the gym and they want to be healthy and all this shit. And then they go out there and they buy some weed. They have no idea, you know, how, how it's grown, what they're putting in their body. Yeah, well, the most we know, you know, the most important thing is really, um, because everybody can put whatever they want on the jar, the THC level, but knowing your farmer is really the, the, the key to finding the, the most amazing entourage effect you can. Yeah. So the fun thing about marijuana Good roll, by the way. Yeah, really good roll. Okay. I might light a cigar. If that, is that going to kill anyone? No. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> um, the machine. So I grew marijuana for a period of time. Uh, I just bought six plants. I named them after the Kardashians and the Williams sisters. And I just grew them in a garage. with. I grew them in a garage with a, lamp, a light. And I didn't. I didn't know how to harvest, really. I didn't know when to harvest. I just started harvesting, when to harvest. How how effective is the average person growing? Like my buddy Peter. You know Peter, right? Yeah. Peter, his dad grew weed. It's right there. Here, pass it over. How effective is the average grower? I mean, not that effective, honestly. Yeah? It's, it's something that, you know, it's 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 an art. It's, it's their craft, so... Let's check it out. And right? I and I think most people ruin their weed after they harvest it, right? Like they can have amazing weed, but still ruin it during the curing process. What is going on in this thing? <laughs> it's a jungle. There's a gentle? jungle in there. And so it's funny you're saying that because me and me and Johnny been talking, and it's not that not that bad. Actually. You know, so really? you you love white thorn rose. I, I do. Mean, I think you like Lance. You should roll a joint of that too. Yeah, we will. Yeah. And so, you know, actually with my dad we actually you know we made we crossed them together and you know we were kind of thinking about maybe making a strain for you if you'd like can that. i tell you the, the just knowing your stories and they have a great documentary Flippy, that i watched huh, smells about the area their families um his okay. going to prison i'm still want to know more about prison okay did you guys was it were there people like that like when did you guys be? This is going to sound like a weird question, but remember, I, I just got high. When did you guys become valuable to other criminals? Meaning, like when you go to jail, everyone's like, You just smoke weed? I bet they looked at you as like just a kid who was growing weed, right? And then all of a sudden, when people saw that this thing was becoming a business, and this is all of a sudden, like, not criminals was the wrong thing, like businessmen. When did you guys see your value in your art and what you knew how to do? When did you see that blossom and you're like, oh, fuck, man. Big business is coming in and they're fucking taking names and fucking cashing checks. Um, to be honest, today. <laughs> I mean, really over the last couple of years, it's really when we're seeing big business um, superstars like Woody Harrelson, um, David... Uh, David Crosby, David Crosby Ricky us, Williams, Williams, they're yeah. all coming because they understand that this big business, there's only one different thing 
And that's the small farmer in their story and where a multi-billion dollar industry was created. So yeah. just recently is really when we understood that we have something really special and really valuable. And the way to overcome the oversaturation of the California marketplace is by growing our family legacy strains. And that's where Whitethorn Rose and Lance comes into play. And that's where we've gotten a lot of traction and, and really are grateful for being here today. It's, it's interesting because it is... Uh, generational. I, I, I was saying to some of uh, a buddy who's starting a company, a, a, a booze company, he wanted to get in the business of whiskey. And I said, yeah, but I've already know what I drink when I drink yeah. whiskey. Like I know what I'm going to. And it's kind of interesting. That isn't where weed is right now. Weed, people don't think of the, of the company. They think of the strain. People are strain familiar. And what's interesting about your two strains is that your strains are just like Jack Daniels. I am high, and this is the perfect fucking analogy. Your strains are a family blend, like Jack Daniels or Jim Beam or Jameson Irish Whiskey. Like these family blends that for generations people have fallen in love with because the families did it. They they cared. Schlitz, the Coors family. But like, and that's where what I find is interesting about what you guys do is that this is, I, there's one called my, my mom's my mom's, mom's weed mom's weed yeah and and that's what I find is interesting. So you know, my mom taught me everything I knew growing up. She taught me how to grow. She was my best friend, and you know, when I was in jail, one of my biggest losses was my mom passed away, and so not only was that community there for me, but when I got out and I decided to go legal, I wanted to create something different and I wanted to create something special. And she had always instilled in me that money will never make you happy. And really it's about friends and family and community and really making a difference in people's lives. So I wanted to honor her legacy and only grow strains on my farm that were bred that I created to a strain I used to grow with her when I was 10. So that's where mom's weed comes around. That's why when you walk around my farm, you see name plates of different people in my life that made it possible for myself or my girlfriend Rose is to even be there. And so just kind of honoring the community, honoring the small farmers, because what really happened to me could happen to any one of us. And so I don't like I feel comfortable talking about it because I have nothing to lose. I've already been punished for my crime. A lot of people are still scared to talk about what they've been doing for the last 40 years, why they're living in a, in a house on the top of the ridge and why they have all these things. You know, we've been fighting for this plant for a long time and, and this is our time to shine. Yeah. What's, what, uh, who's the OG, who's like the grower that you guys all look up to? It's a whole. It's a whole. I look up to Jason a lot. Yeah, I, mean, I look up to Johnny. That's I, our whole I, I look up to him not because of. I know he t- puts so much love into the plant, but he also still stays true to who he is, and he still stays true to the community. And one of the sayings that we always stay, say that we always abide by is it'll never be about one of us and it'll always be about all of us because it doesn't feel good for Jason or for ourselves, for myself to be okay we've always taken care of each other, right? We always trusted each other with our lives and that's still important to us today. And when we get DMs from people and consumers that say, hey, look, you changed my life. I was able to sleep last night or hey, my knee usually hurts. That's what matters to us. I don't care about the money. It doesn't mean a thing to me. I want people to be able to smoke something that's going to make their lives better. What would your strain be, Felipe? Like if you were going to make a strain, what what do you love? 
I like sativa, man. I like I like sativa too. I'm not I'm not huge indica. I like sativa. I don't mind a nice hybrid, but I like sativa. When you think a name, you like a name. I was thinking tops off, tops <laughs> off, blackberry <laughs> bird. What do you think? Um, <laughs> we need some help. We're gonna we're gonna make a strain. Purple. <laughs> purple. Uh, names are tough. They're hard to find. Tough. There's a lot of them out there these days. It's just you know people are taking strains, strain name, and they they just switch. Girl up. Scout cookies was a. They well, let's let's talk. Up. What are the best strain names you've ever heard of? Girl Scout cookies, pretty cool. Jack Herrera is a cool one because you find out who he is, and then all of a sudden you see Jack in anything, and you're like, oh, like that's cool. I would. Yeah. I think I would want my strain to be Burt Kreischer. And yep. so that purple panty droppers, you know, purple panty. Droppers. I got cheetah piss. I grow people are always, you cheetah know, piss. cheetah piss. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, uh, uh, we, name. we create name off strains at our farm. And one of the strains name, by the way. we, we created for my girlfriend whose mom passed away. And it was always about my mom. And I wanted to make it about her mom too. So we named a strain after her mom called Margie's magic. And so a Burt Kreischer could fit right into that whole I like, equation. I, I enjoy, I enjoy, uh, uh, Lance. Your last name wasn't so hard to say. I'd ask your sister to really pronunciate yeah. it right. Uh, no one, no one says my name right. <laughs> and ask, so, so uh, Willie Nelson, you know, we worked with him and the Willie's Reserve team early on when they could survive in in California. And he used to be the chief tasting officer. I mean, you could definitely take that role. And you know, you pick a strain that you like and that makes you feel amazing, and we shove it in a jar, and then you make people aware of it. I mean, that's what's amazing about you know creating your own strains and. Yeah. I, don't I love the smell of uh, your weed. Me it's too. got a citrus. It's got a citrusness Me to too. it. The new the new trend I hear is that it's that people are liking like uh, weed that smells like feet. Hmm. What? I don't know. I like it, I like dirt. You know, like the OGs. You know, that's more of a dirt taste. It's kind of, it reminds me like black coffee, right? It's a yeah. stronger. I like I like you know? uh, I like good ideas. I like giggling <laughs> and I like relaxation. Do you like that idea? The one with the seed puck on the top. I love the fucking seed puck. Do you understand that? That's so you buy the weed and then you can grow that weed for you yourself. Grow the seed. You understand it. That's yeah. fucking brilliant. And the, and the most magical part of somebody being able to experience weed is growing their own. Oh, it's taking so care of the plant, fun. harvesting it, yeah. curing it, and then not not smoking it, sharing it with your giving buddy. it to friends. Boom. Yeah. I the only thing my weed ever did, and shout out to uh, Craig. Uh, not Craig Kilburn, Craig, uh, Craig Ferguson. Shout out to Craig Ferguson. I grew my weed. I harvest my weed. I trimmed my weed and I put it in jars and I had roughly 30 jars of marijuana in my man cave. And he came in, he's a recovering alcoholic and a drug guy. And he had a full blown panic attack. And he's like, I can't be in this room. It's triggering me. And I was like, for real? And he was like, I'm like losing my shit. Like, mm. and he, and then I had to clear out all the weed. I had to air out the room, and then the and then the podcast went on. But my I, weed, I don't think anyone liked it. I've never been good at growing, man. Like my parents, I guess they always die for me staring at it too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. The best part is checking on your. Yeah. Plant. How about Alaskan thunderfuck? Where did that come from? Where did it originate from? You know, I don't know where most of this stuff came from, but I've heard of it. I know ATF. friends. ATF. Yeah, yeah. Sour um, Diesel. Yeah. Of you know, course. Sour Diesel used to be big, you know, especially yeah. in the East Coast. That was my shit. I hated it. It was sour the diesel. worst. Really? I mean, I just didn't like, especially growing it inside, which just long. It, not, it took forever. I mean, back in the day, we had like, you know, there's four strains there or was, something. You know? Sour we Diesel had, was the worst weed for to make edibles, by the way. 
Really? It made everything orangey, bro, but it, it, had a, <laughs> it packed a punch. Really? Oh, man. Or if you guys want some amazing edibles and, you know, there's a new brand what out, Most this? Wanted. He makes, he is from the ground to the pound. He grows it. He cures it. He manufactures it. And he puts it in these amazing edibles that he grew the flower from. And they just are amazing. And, and I, there's some floating around here that you got to try. But um, those are super, super edibles and make you feel totally different. Man, it's amazing all this stuff they made with marijuana now. I know. Like the little strips. What yeah. are some things you've seen in the weed game where you where that have blown your mind? Where you're like, fuck, that is a good idea. Like vape pens. I'm sure when vape pens showed up, you're like, fuck, that's pretty. I mean, I remember the first vape pen I got and I was like, Wait, so my high can be in my hand the entire concert? Oh, it's easy. <laughs> People like easy, right? They sit there and get hit the pen, no problem. I'll be traveling I mean, with which vape pen do I? Which uh, that's I, a White Thorn Bros vape pen. I'll be traveling with this to uh, the the show tonight. Like vape pens are a game changer. Edibles, they. I mean, edibles have re- you were, kind of, edibles when you're young, though. I mean, I remember being young and being at this Mateel. It's it's a, it's a hall where it's actually built on weed, a community center. And, you know, we, before going, we smoked weed. We made a big old batch of brownies, smoked some weed, and all of a sudden you get munchies and you eat way too much and you're stuck yeah. in the corner high as fuck. My first time I had a brownie, I didn't, know, been there for a while. I didn't know the effect of brownies or anything. Somebody just gave me a square like this. So I just ate it all. <laughs> and I remember I was in a bank in line. <laughs> and then I started feeling like, like, um, I guess what a, what a, like like um uh, American weather from London, you know. I started getting hot, bro, like really hot, and I don't know where it's coming from. And I didn't know I didn't get it, and it was just getting hot, right? I was talking to strangers. Then um I, I did my account, um got in my car, and I reversed. Boom, bro! Yeah, <laughs> I, oh, I hit the pole of La- uh, Bank of America. <laughs> I yeah, we did edibles in in college. There was no dosage of it. You just got whatever you got. Yeah, and they're like, I think take half, and you're like, I'm gonna take the whole thing. I'm a grown up. Oh no! Oh no! I don't I don't like edibles personally. They kind of give me anxiety. I can't control them as much as when I'm just smoking. It's a whole different high, really. And a lot of people love edibles, you know. And it's I think it affects everybody different. It's almost there should be like a a type of person that likes edibles, who's like. Like, it's almost like uh, when you meet your f- girls who just do shots and you're like, she doesn't talk to her dad that much. And then, you know, like like that certain type of person likes edibles and a certain type. Of, I enjoy the ritual of rolling a joint, of sharing a joint, of lighting a joint. It's yeah. it's a fun thing. Me yeah. too, man. Like, I'm, I enjoy like, or like after the show, like everybody leaves and me and the comics, you know, my friend Rodrigo Torres, he, he's the, my co-host of the What's Up podcast. This fool could roll, man. Like yeah. you could put him in a in a you could put him in a competition with other rollers. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> rolls. And then um we go eat. And then I go to my room, bro, and turn on the TV and guess what's played? Um I do the giant documentary. Oh my god. <laughs> it's the best night ever. I go downstairs, get more chips. It's amazing what marijuana will tell you you're interested in. We are supported by our friends at Omaha Steak. The holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are all guaranteed to make the spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, 
When you use the promo code BIRD at checkout, you get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher-cut filet mignon, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, and trust me, I'm going to pause on this, those franks are the best things I've, I'm seriously, they are to die for. Or you can get these easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right now, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BERT at checkout. You save an extra $30 off using that promo code. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart. My grandmother used to send them to me when I first moved to New York, and it was so nice when you're broke to get that beautiful steak. And you think, I would think about my grandmother, and every time I have an Omaha Steak, I think about my grandmother. That's a gift that will be remembered forever, and you'll remember it with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code BIRD at checkout to get an extra $30 off your order. Minimum orders may be required. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Whether or not your family gives gift during the holidays, you get to define how you give yourself a gift. So whether it's by starting therapy, going easier on yourself during tough moments, or treating yourself to a complete day of rest, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. I just thought of of BetterHelp today when I realized I'm starting to have panic about the holidays. I'm starting to think about expectations my family members have of me, my wife has of me, how they're both juxtaposed, how my daughters need something from me, and also what I need from myself, whether it's mostly health, sleep, like just mental health. And I I actually wrote a list. I said, I'm going to talk to my therapist about this. And I said that because I kind of already know the tools, but to sit and talk with, with a therapist about these tools and let them help guide you, and then you write them down, and then you see them on a piece of paper, helps you so much, especially in this time of year. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need. With BetterHelp, visit betterhelp.com slash BERT today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash BERT. It's amazing what marijuana will tell you you're interested in. Like when it'll go like, yo, you'd love a documentary on tarpon fishing. And I'm like, I would? And he'd be like, fuck yeah, dude, tarpons? Are you shitting me? But you- now you know that you know who they are, man. When you Now when you line it up, you're going to be thinking about them too. Yeah. I wonder what John is doing, eh? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I think, you know, back to, to, to edibles and to tinctures, I think a lot of people are still having a hard time really wanting to experiment around with cannabis, but that's the first step for them, you know, especially yeah. the older generation. I know a lot Harder of- Harder to smoke. Bad you know, you can take lungs. a little edible and maybe it relieves a little arthritis my or dad. tincture at yeah. night and wow, I helped me sleep that. last yeah, night. Yeah, my dad. So. Oh, oh, that's right. I, I forget you know my family. My dad- Eats edibles, like he eats edibles, like it's it's 2011. Like remember when they just came out and they're like it's 100 milligrams, you'll be fine. <laughs> my dad yeah. eats so many edibles, and my my my, little, my daughter said to me this week, she goes, "Papa gets high," and I was like, "Really?" She was like, "Yeah, we had to walk him back to the back house, like he gets <laughs> really high." But I, I, you know, I got to be honest with you, I find no harm, no foul. It's not fucking with his general health. Mm-mm. He 
he has a hard time sleeping. He's got pain in his hip. It takes away a lot of the, I'm, I'll be very candid, he's 76 years old. Life, sometimes life doesn't have the sparkle that it did when you were 25. I was thinking of that fucking today. Like, when, I was like, on my deathbed, I was listening to this podcast about death, and I go, on my deathbed, I hope that I remember how great I felt today driving my car on the 101 with no pain and with a great day ahead of me. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you start looking at some of these videos that are coming out now with children that have uh, epilepsy or autism or stuff like that. Like the, the results they're getting from like a high CBD tincture or something like that are incredible that no other drug can actually emulate or, or help them like it does. It's crazy. I saw a, a video that was kind of sad. There was this kid, and they were like, "Oh, he was very uncontrollable, right?" I don't know what what did, what, what kind of what did he have, but he was like bouncing off the walls, and then like um, I don't know if it was grandmother, or somebody that knew him, they gave him like like a little tinker of CBD with a little bit of THC. Yeah, he was coloring a book later on. Yeah, mm -hmm. kids that experience seizures really yeah. helped with that. He was relaxing, stuff. bro, coloring a book. <laughs> he wanted to be a comedian. <laughs> Yeah. He started oh, a he podcast. Was, yeah, he was doing a podcast. He was calm, he got into jujitsu. He, he was hugging the people he was destroying earlier. Yeah, crazy. Was just, just it was cool, man. They they allow that now. I just think it's cool. Like in in a real base way, you guys are farmers. Oh, we That's are it. farmers. No, yeah, no, I know you are, but people don't think of that. They like they you don't even call you that. They call you growers. Yeah, or but, drug dealers. Or drug dealers. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But it's, the, yeah, man. It still does have that bad, but in essence, you're no different, zero difference between my wife's Spider. grandfather and you. So here. Here you go. Throwing the chassis into you. And so, and, it's, and when you grow something, there's an intrinsic value that you find in yourself of like bringing something from seed to harvest to plate. Absolutely. It's a real cool thing. And you guys do it kind of in the coolest way possible. You go seed to harvest, to to joint, to brain, to heart, to like great nice sleep. Like it's like it's like almost like if you can make a tomato make you feel grateful for your wife. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I am a warrior. <laughs> That's crazy. That, that the white thorn rose. Has a distinct smell. What oh, is yeah. that smell? It's a. It's a so. So which like wow, we're going sure deep. Oh. So, what's really important for people to understand, and Matt understands this now, is the California labs right now only test for a certain amount of terpene. Well, I did an experiment with Columbia <coughs> University. The head chemist there tested the white thorn rose, and he found that it had sixty different terpenes. Well, California only tests for twenty, and what they found was. There's a super rare terpene like that white thorn weed? rose has called selena diene. And you're not a big, not a big sm smoker. These I'll guys. get really quiet, and I mean, I don't know if quiet's good on a no, podcast. No, no, not good. Don't smoke. Don't smoke. <laughs> so, Finish your coffee and tell me about the fucking terpenes. So a lot of these legacy strains <laughs> that we grow up in the Emerald Triangle have a lot of different terpenes that haven't been discovered. You know, Emerald Spirit Botanical has a THCVA that's super rare. That's amazing. Um, a lot of the farmers are growing these strains that we're now just recently finding out what beneficial values they all have. So um, with the descheduling or whatever that thing is they're doing with it, um, hopefully it, we'll open up with some kind of, you know, studying. Matt, feel free to smoke if you want to smoke or roll joint. Do whatever you want, Matt. Make yourself comfortable. The 
Is it like, this is a crazy idea I just had, and it might be courtesy of White Thorn Rose. Is it like when they found out that prostate medicine was growing hair, and they're like, fuck, just, let's just call it something else. And and now, and now you got, and now you got, the, my dad takes prostate medicine and it started growing hair. And then that's what a lot of people take. Uh, it's called minoxidil and it, and it grows hair. And is it, is, does marijuana have those, those things that as you take it, you're like, wow, this really helps with dot, dot, dot. Fuck. That's a byproduct of the drug. The drugs most of me get me high and have a good time. And I enjoy the Grateful Dead a little better. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, shit, I feel really my ankles. I think at that point in our life, that's what, you know, we're smoking for. Like I smoke in the evening to chill, chill out, you know, eat a good big dinner and go to bed. Oh, it's so You know, it's not good. just smoking to go get, go, I don't even get fired up when I smoke weed like that anymore, you know? Really? No, that's, that's, a, leave that with alcohol. Yeah. And now what's <laughs> it's a whole different effect. You know what I mean? What, what do you think is the appropriate age for a child to smoke weed? We'll go around the room 20, 14. How old were you the first time you smoked weed? I was like 17. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little bit later in life compared to the rest of the kids. I was like about M. 12, probably. 11, 12. 12 seems that's my sister, Cotty, I think was 12. Yeah. My, my parents will be fucking livid when they find that out. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, you decided to transition. <laughs> I mean, you got to remember, though, we had weed everywhere around us. So yeah. it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't really taboo. It wasn't a big deal. We just, you know, it's like grab grab a butt off the Should floor. Should it be the same it. as the drinking age, 21? Or do you think? Because no, I'd, rather, I'd rather 16. No. Yeah, probably. Yeah, around, I, I you know? agree with you. I think uh, 16 is more of an yeah, I'd rather my kids not smoke too young, you know? And yeah, it's 16, like 16, man. 13, come on. Yeah, yeah the brain's, brain's trying to learn. Yeah, I just there have you go. There you go. I just got it. Um, the, uh, that was the big thing. Rogan's big stance is that you got, your brain's not formed until you're dot, dot, dot. And that was the thing I said to my daughters, we were wine tasting and I said, you know, you can't smoke weed until you're 21 years old. That's when your brain's fully formed. And they're like, how old were you? And I was like 14. And they're like, you seem like you're okay. I was like, fuck. And he's I, like, I'm not. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if, uh, I think weed definitely helps my brain now. I like getting high on stage, and I never did before. But I like on stage way of performing. Was so what I do is I go behind the screen, and I hit a vape pen. Oh, and then I come back out. I can't. Do I almost that. feel like people that are just getting into smoking at older age handle it differently. Like mm -hmm. you know, I used to never get anxiety or anything. It's like if I get really stoned early in the day, I'm not going to town and paying bills, and you know, I'm going. I could be on the farm. I could be working, get my hands dirty, but you know, it seems. I like, like a good project when I'm high. Definitely, definitely. Like I like there. I love like making a steak, and then also we were all around. We were raised around craftsmen. Like my, you know, my parents are amazing craftsmen. Everyone in the family, you know, and they're they're smoking weed, you know. So it's just like it worked out. This you know, was our art was growing weed, you know. And when I actually found that out, I was actually pretty bummed because my whole family are good artists, you know. They're carpenters, leather work, bead work, and I didn't. I mean, writing my name, it looks like shit. And so I didn't think I had any art, you know, and then so I finally realized, you know, growing weed, it, that's my art, you know, making yeah. a perfect farm. I like my farm being perfect, a hedge of just amazing colas. Your, your Instagrams are fucking pretty sexy. Uh, like, for, like if you're, I'm into a few things on Instagram, my algorithm says watches, Puerto Rican guys getting their hair cut, <laughs> uh, HBC cheerleading squads and, and fucking trichomes. Like yeah. any close trichome picture 
Yeah, right. It Me makes too. you fucking. You know, I I gotta gotta just say that you know life. I think I don't know. Maybe I'm older and I'm. Uh, um, it just seems How like old it's are you? so. What are you? Fifty four. Pretty close. Yeah. Right, 50, 55. But life's stressful for people right now. Mm, And if there's a little time and, you know, a long periods of stress wears on people. And if you could relieve yourself in night for a few hours, kind of gives you a little pep in your step the next day, I think. And so whether or not it's a beer or a drink. Pep in your step. Yeah. My favorite thing in the world is lately. And I I quit drinking for like uh, 85 days or something. And that's when I. I got high with Dan Soder on this podcast, and I was not, I've never been a smoke weed by yourself guy. I've been like, smoke weed, have a beer, smoke weed, open a bottle of wine, and I enjoyed it so much. And then my ritual became, at the end of the night, like nine, eight o'clock at night, sometimes a little earlier, I'd do it here if we did a podcast, but just go into the backyard, fucking take a hit of a vape pen or light a joint, roll a joint. Oh, so fucking sexy to roll a joint. By the way, is there anything hotter? Than a chick who can roll a joint while she's driving to the airport, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best or picking you up. That's a fucking bad bitch right there. You fucking get her pregnant, <laughs> dude. Sexiest chicks in the world are chicks who can handle their weed. Chicks who can handle their weed. I I always have this analogy of like mm. I think a hot chick is a chick that's got those those bowl packing thumbs, like you know, like her. Fucking, you can tell she, she packs bowls every night with her thumbs. And she's a waitress. She takes her shoes off and her feet stink. And you're like, I don't yeah. care. And she has like, she has nail polish, but it's, it's like wearing off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we spent a lot of time with comedy club waitresses. <laughs> but that's like the fucking hottest is a chick who can roll a joint. Ladies, would you like to try marijuana, Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like though? I like how marijuana will bring strangers together. Like I'm I'm like I'm a 100%. I'm afraid to approach people, especially the really, really, really famous, even though you know they might be a fan of me or not, but I'm a fan of them. Yeah. But marijuana has been made it easier for me to approach people. I was hanging out the improv once, just chilling, just got off the set, and I saw Gallagher hanging out by the bar. Wow. And I walked up to him and said, Hey man, Gallagher. My friends and I were going to go smoke behind the improv. I'm pretty sure you know where, you know. <laughs> he goes, we'd love to invite you if you want to go hang out. He goes, yeah, just give me a second. And he he took he drew a shot of something. We went to go smoke with him. And we were just talking to him. And he was giving us, he showed us his, he said that he was the first person to get a normal license to smoke weed legally in California. Really? I have one and of those. It was given to him day. by Jack Harry, he said. Um, that's what Gallagher said. Well, anyways, dude, when he after he smoked that joint with us, he said, thanks, thank you. Uh, he said, my son is doing like some theater show three blocks down, and this is my first drink I've had in like 10 years. Oh, and no. I haven't smoked oh, weed in, shit. I haven't smoked weed in 15 years. Oh shit. And I'm gonna go back over there with my family, like nothing happened, but I had a good time. Uh, <laughs> sweet. Have you talked good to story. him since? No, man. <laughs> then I asked him, Do you have any new jokes? And he punched my burrito. No. Yeah. <laughs> burrito (laughs) and that's true bringing you know weed has done so much for us like i said we're here right now thanks to weed and you know a lot of people that heard we were coming here were they were stoked because everyone in our community needs you know our community needs a light shined on us right now so how does that happen like how does that like how do how do more people get your weed that's the the number one solution is is how do you you, guys more people get your weed you all right it's 
There's a lot of fads out there in the world, right? And people, you know, they follow things. They want the new iPhone, this, this or yeah, that. Yeah, I've been seeing those so, fads a lot, man. Like somebody lot. will roll up. I don't know. I'm not gonna say names, but there's weeds. But they all they do is like they care more about the packaging than the weed. Yes, yeah. so exactly. the weed it comes with matches. It comes with a little lighter already. A well, little how high. many of these? How many of these one. star brands? They they come and they go because you know a lot of people are coming. <laughs> they're, they're taking our amazing weed and they're putting in their package. Those those people are doing decent, but a lot of these big brands are just buying whatever. They don't fucking know what they're putting in their weed, and they're yeah. failing. You know, so. And I think what really makes our weed sexy is not only that we touch every single leaf and we touch it, every single plant, but it, there's a limited amount of it, right? I mean, there's, there's some kind of attraction in you can only get a certain amount of whiskey or a certain amount of white thorn rose or a certain amount of lant in the world. And so if you're lucky enough to experience it and share that time with us, I think maybe you'll have to wait to next year if you can't get it this year. I mean, that's the sexy thing. I mean, that's, that's just the reality of it in, to, to sub it out or to have other people grow it, it won't turn out the same. And so we don't want to sacrifice that quality for anything because this is what people are going to remember so us then for. here's what we do. Then we just need to make, we need to make it super expensive because <laughs> that's what, <laughs> that's what the whole thing is like. Once something is expensive, it's hard to get. People make, love cheap shit. Make, people love cheap weed. But, but yeah. if it's not about money and it's about really getting the weed and sharing our story with the world, I don't care if I got to give it away. I want people to experience well, that, it. Hang on. you That's initially how I first got your weed is I think you gave some to me. You were giving it away. You were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We bottled everything. We Just take some. Enjoy it. Have, if you like it, remember me. And ultimately, that's how we got here is by giving it away. Yep. That landed us here. But but how is, how does, okay, so let's say, um, let's say, uh, I'm trying to think of a listener's. So this humble weed, technically, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Man, you know how many people are looking for real humble weed, bro? No, that's what I. That was like yeah. the they're looking for that like Hawaiian gold, bro. Oh, yeah. We're waiting. We're yeah. looking for someone that wants to jump in with yes, us and bring us to the next level. So, Dude, right? Right? Dispensary. so, so this is the bottom. There's this no is... humble weed. Nobody has humble weed, bro. That's why they're here, Felipe. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this is the problem. Hey. So we're working with the distributor. What the fuck, We're working with the small distributor. Hey, don't worry. We got roughly but a pound no, you can take like, home with you. All my, like all my homies, they go, bro, have you ever had humble weed? Never in my life. Yeah. You have but, now. But yeah, wow. That's bro. what we're smoking. I'm so, not worthy, so part bro. of it, part of the problem <laughs> I'm not is worthy. part of the Damn. problem is we're working with the small distributor, Redwood Roots, that only has the ability to get it to a certain amount of retail shops. Like he can't afford marketing. He can't afford marketing. He hasn't taken any investment. He won't sacrifice his values. Oh, let me sacrifice his values. <laughs> I'll show him how to whore himself out. You kidding yeah. me? I mean, no, that's, that's, that's honestly what we need. And we need somebody not to whore herself out, but we need you know, a word. voice. And it's yeah. like, just give it a chance. Try it. You know what I mean? Try it. It's very just, enjoyable. Just try it. And then not only that, know where it's coming from. I would you know, say, know who you're supporting. I would say to the average listener, uh, what I enjoy about your weed is it doesn't, uh, I'll say it in the simplest way, it doesn't overtake me. It doesn't knock me on my ass. I can have a really insightful conversation where I enjoy myself talking, which you'd be shocked how much I love to listen to myself talk. <laughs> but I like the fun of making an analogy. I love my brains working better. I don't have like, it's, it seems like a very, it, it seems like a nice. You know, were you, hey, we're growing in dirt that's eight, 10 years old. You know what I mean? By giving it organics and keeping, yeah. you know, it's, it's just all good stuff that we're putting into our plants, you know? And so therefore you're going to probably feel better than if you smoked some, you know, salts 
something that got sprayed with some weird shit. Some, you know, I mean, that's not good for you. Yeah, so, so, so the great analogy is if you've eaten a carrot that, or a tomato or a potato that you've grown in your vegetable garden. Oh, this is the best Versus, analogy. you know, something that was grown in artificial soil and artificial light. And I mean, it just tastes totally different. That's what the first time the M.A. Potatoes? Nope, tomatoes. Weeds working. First, it is. <laughs> By the way, I was having a fun time trying to spell them in my head. Um, but I, the first time she made tomatoes and we ate them in our salad, I said, these are, fu what did you do to them? She goes, these are the ones I grew. And I was like, they're, they taste like candy. Yeah. Like they're really tasteful. And she yeah. goes, you know, this is what they're supposed to taste like. She's like, as a little girl, these are the only types of tomatoes I ever had. I've only, she's only had like fruits and vegetables out of her granny's. They didn't go to the store. They, that's just what they had. There were certain times of the year where you ate certain things because that's when the harvest showed up. Yeah. But that is what I think the vibe your marijuana has. I go, well, this just smells better. It's richer. I get more excited when I smell it, just smelling it. And when yeah. I smoke it, I feel like I can taste. And, and, and I, I mean, look, I'm not the connoisseur, but I feel like it's, it's got a sexier taste to it. It's got a, it's got a better delivery. Yeah. I mean, the blowout of it is one of the main things. If you, so much of this weed nowadays looks amazing, right? You got your yeah. purple looking weed. It smells decent. You roll it, you blow out. And what do you taste? Cardboard. You don't taste shit. And that's just, check, that one's off the list. You're and really educating one. the consumer. You know, Big Ag is, is really good at what they do. They've been able to share with the consumer that quality means high THC. And it has to be that rock hard OG bud. But really, it doesn't. Some of this isn't really that pretty of weed. But it makes you feel amazing, right? So the trade-off is really educating on who's growing your weed, and that it doesn't have to look a certain way to make you feel amazing. No, how do you... So, go ahead. Anybody. Well, I'm in a joint. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep them going. <laughs> so, so how do you make uh, hash? So, hash has been introduced to me just recently in the last couple of years, found out that Whitethorn Rose, um, along with their manufacturers, can produce some amazing hash. Yeah. And, um, you know, really... They freeze the weed. They put it into a kind of a washing machine type thing. It breaks the trichomes off of the flower. And then they take a, um, a certain kind of micron mesh. And then they sift away everything except the, the stalk of the plant or the head of the trichome. And from that, it can be bubble hash or they can <coughs> press it into a rosin, which you have over there. There's a couple different ones. One's from iPoppy and... Um, Yes. Heritage hey. Mendocino and a bunch of different companies express themselves totally differently. Look at this. How, how, um, I know you say that a lot of people are getting into the marijuana game and, um, and, and I've been to Texas a lot, you know, and I talk to people that, um, that are trying to get into, um, they're trying to legalize marijuana over there, you know, cookies, you know, and those people, you know, but, and this is, this is what I hear from the people, you know. I hope this not comes out political or anything. But they're saying that they're waiting, they're trying to make sure that the they're that the that the politicians are more involved in the growing process and they the they're they're people that could they have the money to invest get in first before you guys almost get like there. the arms race. It's all about yes. Ronald Reagan. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what yeah. I mean. They want to get in first. And make sure everything is up to date and make sure there's no marijuana that's above 33% THC, all yeah. that. So, you know, so they could be, they could all make money. 
You know, and but my question to you is like, how far are we from Montessori being a, 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 yeah. in charge of cannabis? Monsanto's. Monsanto's. I think they're right there. And what I think Montessori has a school. I think Monsanto's is about. I think Monsanto's is about one politician away from taking over the whole industry and. What's really scary about that is you have thousands That's of small scary. farmers in the Emerald Triangle that really created this billion-dollar industry that yeah. will end up going away. <laughs> and so how do we survive? Like, you know, that's the big question. And, you know, what we're doing today, what Matt helped do and put together today. Humble you know, birds. Exactly. Humble I mean, it, it's really Humble our fate is up to the consumer whether or not we survive or not. That's ironically where we're at right now. And so knowing your farmer, supporting small farms, um, so whether or not your, it's knowing your, your knowing your grower, your your farmer, and going and going in and saying, Hey, I'm a big fan of 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 uh Ridgeline or Huckleberry. What do they have this season? Like that? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I think, you know, demanding that your retail shops carry those small farmers' products is super important. I don't know how you overcome as a consumer with a limited amount of money paying the 38% tax that, you know, the state of California is really ultimately charging the consumer. I'd rather go buy it from the guy on the street. Can you, you know? sell it? Can you sell it farm to table? Nope. They make us go through a distributor. We're working on that, like the Origins Council HCGA, who are trade associations for our small farmers, are really pushing to try to get a direct from farmer to consumer, right? Eliminating all these middlemen and all these different taxes and making it really affordable for people. And, you know, it's it's a long fight. I don't know how to do it. We're, we leave it up to them. And ultimately, it's so, up to the so consumer. Wait, okay, so, so uh, everything's in-house. You have your own seeds. You have your, you do your own planning. Yeah, what's your and, and you don't have to tell me all these. I'm just, these are just questions. I want to get. I want to go farm to table. I want to see. I want to see the the path and where the money goes and who gets it. So, your overhead. How many? How 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 many people do you have working on the farm? And you don't have to tell me if that if that's something personal. No, that's not personal. Any question you want to ask out, is is free games. I found out real quick. You don't ask a farmer how much cattle he has. I found that out in Texas, and he said, "Boy." You just asked me what my bank account looks like. After you yeah. pay everything off, are you making okay living? <laughs> it's shit. Let's I'm making honest. zero. Yeah, okay, let's be honest. And it's just my girlfriend and I. When we were like, I remember, yeah. I'll never forget when I was 16. I remember my dad, he was doing construction. He's like, you have more money than me. You know, six, we were making, weed was worth a lot of money. You know, we were, Four, five thousand a pound. Yeah. And now we have people coming in, you know, four hundred, three hundred dollars a pound of weed. I mean, it's we're talking, it yeah. costs us since Bro. so the bigger companies spend less money to produce. They use shittier pro, you know, shittier food. They have they, cheap labor. Cheap labor. I've seen those sad Not signs. us. Not us. Yeah. Those we, sad billboards. They, oh yeah. You're driving in Denver, you see a billboard that says, We saw eighth. For ten dollars, I mean, keep that motherfucker, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, keep we, that you know, shit. In. We give ourselves, we work our asses off. I have one guy that at my farm. I have another farm where two other people work there, but we work our asses off. We feed the best food possible. We give tons of energy and everything. So you know, and trimming, it all costs money. Everything costs money. There's a dude. There's dudes that there's dudes like surfers who go to different areas for when harvested or trimmers. Oh man, our I town, met- our town used to be nuts. I mean, it was the culture was crazy. We had so many people from different, 
areas. It, it was wild. Our streets were full. And now I just saw on the news we're top 10 in the most foreclosures in the nation in our oh. tiny little town. And that's because the we didn't, you know, we lost our job. Those Everybody's losing their job. Follow Dave Matthews everywhere, man. <laughs> 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 what? So 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 you plant your own seeds? They got you, their bongos and took off, bro, <laughs> and they're frozen burritos. There's there's Dave, man. Dave Matthews does not get enough love. No, no, I'm just saying his fans He's, are pretty much all cutters and are they really? Yeah. Oh wow, Dave Matthews looks good. He's a lot of the reason I lost weight. Yeah. I saw him on stage. I saw him five years ago, so I didn't didn't take effect immediately but i actually gained a lot of weight after i saw him i was actually the fattest i've ever been that's anyway my point is <laughs> dave matthews uh what were we talking about <laughs> we're talking about that he they're down 10 percent in employers to, to do cutting yeah and it's just my girlfriend and i that work I our farm so we find ourselves we're working all the time it wasn't was really what I said, anyway. It was a good shot. <laughs> I was like, go with that shit. <laughs> I was like, and you see where the ten percent, right? Where employees go? They went to go follow Dave Matthews. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if we got Dave Matthews to invest, and 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 we got to get Dave Matthews involved because he's he could use the PR. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know? Him or Joe Rogan, one of those guys need to kind of uplift what we're doing. And I don't listen to anything <laughs> else on Spotify. I have it for Grammar Girl. <laughs> What's Grammar Girl? <laughs> There's a podcast I listen to. Uh, for real? Learn a word a day. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you learn today? Well, I haven't got to it, man. I got up late. <laughs> one word. One word. The man. word is tardy. Tardy. Okay. You know, as much as it was, sorry to interrupt, as yes, much sir. as it was, um, you know, something that was illegal, there was this like allure to us as 15, 16 year old kids when we were trying to play that cat and mouse game with enforcement, right? They were coming and we were growing in trees on platforms. We were growing with, underneath with, with bushes. rattlesnakes tied to stakes. No, we but were, we, we were growing on trees and platforms, yeah. Yeah, I mean, really? it was it was really <laughs> exciting, that way of living for us. And, you know, as a 20-year-old kid, you could make 20, 30 pounds and sell for 5,500 a pound. Oh, yeah. It was wow. just an amazing yeah. way. 5,500 a pound? Oh, yeah. I sold some for 5,800 a pound when I was 20. And it didn't matter. Well, you do the 90s? Seasons. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was Dude, good. It was, but... I believe it, bro. It was, you know, that was um, back then, there was no, like, um, it was no um, chronic Right. Oh, yeah. There was no chronic, but there was no when that shit came out that he's talking about, it was twenty bucks a gram, and it was some good shit, bro. And um, you could only buy it like at certain places. I remember nobody in my neighborhood had that. They only had swag, that well, Mexican weed, that, come with a, yeah. that Mexican weed that came with a bird beak a inside of it. You know, bird but um, no, bro. This the weed that was like around my neighborhood was this horrible weed. It was made out of brick weed, bro, from Mexico. But somebody started getting weed from up north, and it, they started sticking it on sticks and started calling it Thai bud. <laughs> and we were that my neighborhood was called Thailand because all they sold was Thai bud for real. So yeah, we we, we yeah we made a lot of money. It was but, so but expensive it was, but, but back the, then. But you could go to jail, like Johnny. You know, I, I remember coming home on a, you know on a school bus and seeing this helicopter flying away from my property and 50. not realizing. 
my dad was in that helicopter, you know, they went and raided our house, you know, they beat up, beat my pops up, tore up the house and flew him away. You because know? this is also, uh, this is where, this is where marijuana takes your brain. This is also around the time that, uh, uh, they just stormed, uh, David Koresh's place. They shot up Ruby Ridge. Yep. Like there was a, there was a lawlessness that could happen oh, yeah. with the DEA and the FTA or the DA, all those, all the different organizations. That was a lot of. Yeah, a lot of, I started. I turned into Tommy agencies. Boy in the middle of that <laughs> niner. Yeah, and there was all that kind of stuff we that was happening illegal, at that bro. time. We okay, was but, illegal, bro. I remember when I was doing Last Comic Standing. Um, I was in Mobile, Alabama, the last show, and I was, the the driver the driver smelled me. He goes, "Man, you got high right now, huh?" I said, "Yeah, I met these dudes over there. Called, be careful, man." He said that. Um, he he did sixty days because they found just a red hair of the um, what the of, ma of of mamas. You know that little red hair? Oh, yeah. They found a little yeah. bag with only red red hair. Really? Yeah. And he gave yeah. him sixty days. Jesus. Yeah. Well, you know that's how. Hard I mean, hard. Now, well, look, now weed's legal. We might not go to jail, but ain't worth shit. So, you know, it's just the way it is. There had to be a little middle ground, like right when you well, got Well, the gray of, area. Yeah, that yeah, was the 215 area where we could all go get our cards. You know, you go to doc, doctors, basically set up hospitals or whatever, just little areas for you to go. You get your card, you grow 99 plants. Oh, that was before it was packaged, too. If the, yeah. Oh, yeah. When the police bust you nowadays, like if just they bust you with like this good shit, right? This good weed right yeah. here. You know, Huckleberry, you know, red light, that good shit, right? And... um. Do they classify that the same as other sh fucked up weed like from Mexico? You know, like the brown weed. I don't think. I don't think the cops are looking at the same seed. Really? They absolutely. They go that we got high end weed here worth such such amount, but if they catch you with that Mexican weed, you know, with a little bird beak inside, you know, you know, you're growing shit weed. If the cop looks at your weed, you know that shit sucks. You're free. And you know, being a legal farm now and having gone through the experience that I have, I kind of feel like we have to mention and talk about. There's still being 40,000 different prisoners in jail for a nonviolent crime. 40,000? 40,000. In here, California and all these other states have created a, a legal pathway. And it just feels like something so bad is happening. Why aren't we getting them out? I just Why aren't we sending money, putting money in their books? Yeah. Because the, the, crime isn't, the crime isn't against the person that's in jail. The crime is against their, their, their children that are out, their, their mothers, their fathers. Um, that are worried about their their dad or their mom that are in jail. That traumatizes those kids in those families forever. Family, that's family trauma. I, I heard about that. I heard about. I heard about that. I, I know that I I was wondering if I could have a generational trauma where you you gets stuck in your your DNA. So say your grandfather stormed the beaches of Normandy. Well, ultimately that PTSD doesn't go away and your dad gets it. And then whatever thing your dad got from it, he, it shows up on you. And then you, and you try to get it out of your things and sending someone's family, someone's child or father to prison or brother or sister to prison, that creates a trauma that, that you can't get rid of. And mm -hmm. 40,000, yeah. that's crazy. And no, what, what, like, all over the country. I mean, there's fields of weed down yeah, the road. The country. You yeah. know what I mean? There's field of weed in our country, yet there's 40,000 people in jail for weed. It just, it doesn't make sense. We're, we're all, you know, growing up in the Emerald Triangle, we're all traumatized a little bit from running from helicopters. It must, it must I hear helicopters. Even hearing like, helicopters wow. today as legal farms, we're still like, oh, where is it? Where is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we hid what we did for 40 years. 
like we were all carpenters. You go to school and oh, a whole classroom, like your parents estate, are all carpenters. Whatever. You know, you never asked. And and I felt feel kind of rude. Annie, your sister, last night were sitting at the table and we left there, Jason and I, and they took us and dropped us off at the hotel. And I'm I'm thinking, wow, I didn't even ask Annie what she did. And it was because we were always She's trained that as a kid. Pilot. You don't. <laughs> She's a helicopter. Damn it. So we were trained as kids. You never ask anybody yeah, else no, what their parents what did. Do. It was yeah. a rude thing. And they would lie to you and say they were carpenters. So maybe Andy's a Imagine carpenter. Imagine lying but... forever what you do, what you do. I remember that the time I was driving to Vegas with our friends. <laughs> we were getting, well, I was in the back of the cab. And we, yeah. you know, we're partying. And the, the cab guy says, you know, what do you do for a living? And. I grow weed. Quiet. <laughs> I grow weed. No, we said it and it felt, that was like the first time we said it, we all just started saying, we grow weed. It felt so good to actually be able to say what we do yeah, for man. a living. Yeah. And if you knew you were, you would have said, you know, we're waste management. Yeah. If you're, yeah. I was, uh, I would, I would tell people I was a comic when I wasn't a comic. So I know what that feels like. Yeah. You would, like when you're young and you haven't really done. There's a helicopter there. See that shit? It's in, it's in our, we feel it. Feel the vibration <laughs> before we hear it. I mean, they used to do, oh, they land our wow. field. They land our field a few times, you know, a year. It just, I mean, that's just, many times we're sitting out of a grow, I remember, and you know, all of a sudden a helicopter comes down, you know, your own kids go out there, you moon them, you think it's all fun and games, and they come, they raid the whole property the next day. So yeah, yeah it was a war. We had war. We grew up in, in a know, war. It was, yeah. it was a war. And is your, are your parents still alive? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And your mom passed. And my dad. And your dad? Yeah. yeah. And are you an only child? Um, yeah, I have a half-sister, yeah. Half-sister. Married? My sister? No, or you, me. No, you. no, no, no. I'm not married, but I got an amazing girlfriend that really loves cannabis more than anybody else I know and really supportive and understands what we're doing and really wants to participate. And really, Whitethorn Rose is is a little bit named after the town of Whitethorn that I told you about this, where this whole industry was created, but and her name is Rose. So Whitethorn Rose just seemed really appropriate for... Two amazing things that I already think she smells sexy. She is sexy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love when people talk about their chicks like that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Like, I, and you wife. have the coolest wife I think I've ever seen uh, on video. And like, you're so lucky, up with lucky your man. Oh, me, me, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And I love how uh, you appreciate her so much. That she, was really cool. Yeah. I think. Well, marijuana kind of gave that a little bit. By the way, I don't secret time. Marijuana really enhances sex. Yeah. And when you get high. You take your time. Yeah. Like it's whiskey's a little more like, you know, it's like you're trying to make sure you bail water out of the boat in time before it sinks. Some people have referred to Lance, Jason Strain, like Viagra. There's things that happen. That's why this is happening. Yeah. No, yeah. Easy. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's don't, I don't want no more, he said. I've had several women that hit bongs and the vagina gets pretty dry, bro. <laughs> Oh shit! I had a, I had a, a person. We did a podcast. He's coming on the podcast soon. I won't out him because no one knows he smokes weed. And uh, he was like, "I said, yeah, man, I planned my day. I'm gonna do a podcast, and then I was gonna get a t top ball hole and light a joint and drive down the hill." And uh, he was like, "We should get high now." And I was like, "Okay." And but I'm not really good at driving and high, so I was yeah. like, "I'll get high, but I'm gonna have to hang at your house for a little while." And he took a bong out. And I was like, whoa, what are we in? Fucking, what grade are we in? <laughs> and he took like fucking bong rips. So then you uh, you harvest, you dry, you you then bring in trimmers, I'm assuming, and, and trim. You, how much, uh, don't have to answer, but like, I'm just curious. Like, when we talk about 
a harvest? Like, what's it look like? A truck full? Uh, a garage full? Multiple sheds. Multiple sheds. And it has to be timed right because if your sheds are full and a storm's coming and you have weed you got to harvest, you're fucked. So you're getting $500 for a pound, right? Typically, that's just on the average. You're paying a trimmer $100 a pound. We used to pay them $250. So I used to have trimmers come in and a trimmer, a 20-year-old trimmer could make $2,000 a day cash back in the 90s, right? We're talking yeah. when it was 5,000 a pound, they were getting 250 a pound. Now they're getting anywhere between 60 and 100, depending. Um, and so really it's 20% of your crop that's going to trimming. Then it's 17% for a distributor. So there's another 20%, right? There's 40% gone, basically rounding the numbers off. Then, hang on, let, get me to distributor. So you've trimmed, you've got it jarred. Do you pay for the jars or did someone else no, pay? No, no, you we pay for the jars. You that, pay for the jars. So yeah. you, you've, you've now harvest your crop, you've, ju- you've <laughs> trimmed it, you've jarred it. And now who, I, this is where I'm getting confused. So who is the person that once it's jarred, it's in your house? The salesman. The, yeah, is, there, is there a salesman? Which we use, you know, local, one of our best friends, Redwood Roots, and he's a small distributor, doesn't have money to send out 30, 40 people to get us in all these stores. So we're in a limited so amount he's of like, stores. He's like, a, he's like a Budweiser rep who goes into different liquor stores and goes, hey, I want to be placed up here. Kind and of I mean, and the, the most important thing to understand in this whole process that, is yeah, it, it's taken us six to seven months to grow it and dry it and crim, trim it. And then we hand it to a distributor who then tries to sell it to a retailer we have to get who then, money. if the consumer pays the retailer, the retailer pays the distributor, then the, the distributor pays the, the farmer. Any one of those things in that process doesn't work out. Who loses out? We it's do. the farmer. You. Oh, yeah. More than not, over 50% of the time, we don't get paid. Yeah. And then the local city congressman and the mayor ones are cut too, bro. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Think about 38%. One, of the, one of these in the store. Let's say See? you go buy one of our bags in the store. What is it? 50 bucks? Something like that. $50 so, for an eighth, okay? So, so this jar is a quarter. This is a quarter of Whitethorn Rose. It sells for $55 at the retail level. What do you make? I get three to four bucks. Yeah. No way. Okay, Everything so like, else is absorbed in between. So let's so do, we should be sending our jars let's do back a, to you. Let's do a $40, a, $50 eight. I like that idea. Yeah, guys. Refill. Yeah. Oh, there should be unlimited refill. <laughs> That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. I mean, and you wonder why there's still a black market when consumer has to go pay 40, 50 bucks for that, but then they could go drive down the road and buy a pound for $500. Yeah, I mean, then they wonder where the problem is. It's so, it's, so they need to who, make it more affordable for who the owns consumers. The stores, the stores are the retailers, correct? And then, yep. and and are there? Is there? There's bigger stores. There's there, there's private, smaller stores. There's like you know, there's there's multiple like Sizzy or something like that. They have a ton of different stores. You, you know got Woody I mean? Harrelson has a the yeah the Woody has I want a store. To so it's an amazing it's place. Cool. You should yeah. go there. Yeah, he, he carries our, our stuff. So, so I'm cool. going to tell him the story. Can I tell you the story? Yeah, it's, it's kind of off topic, but it's really important, and it was really should I not? The holidays are here, and that means one thing: it's time to break out my favorite outerwear from True Classic. True Classic's ultra comfortable, perfect fitting essentials make the perfect gift for the men in your life. From jackets to jeans to sweaters, everything they make is crafted with premium fabrics to help you look and feel great anytime, anywhere. And right now, for a limited time, you can get yourself and the men in your life the most loved gift of all at a discount rate. Get 25% off your first order at trueclassic.com slash BurtCast. But seriously, whatever you choose, you can't go wrong with True Classic. All their clothing, from t-shirts which, by the way, are the best-fitting T-shirts I've ever worn in my entire life, to jeans, 
which by the way, are great jeans to button ups. It's designed to be versatile and work with your lifestyle so you can look and feel your best all damn day. In fact, True Classics is so committed to their products, they even have a 100% perfect fit guarantee and easy returns. Men, this is the perfect gift for you, but also a great gift for her. So if you're ready to upgrade your closet, shop now with my exclusive link at trueclassic.com slash birdcast and save up to 25% off your first order and the year with holiday cheer. Thanks to True Classic. This podcast is brought to you by Hostage Tape. I am such a fan of Hostage Tape, a longtime user, and I love this stuff. This is the strongest and most comfortable mouth tape on the planet. What is mouth tape, you might be asking? It is a non-invasive sleep aid to get you the best sleep of your life. Simply slap it on your face, even if you got a hairy mouth like me, and drift into the wildest dreams. The benefits are endless. Reduce snoring, no more morning breath, deeper, longer sleep, no more dry mouth in the middle of the night, and best of all, some extra action from your lovely wife. I first heard about this, the benefits of nose breathing while you sleep on Rogan, and I am a hardcore snorer, so much so that Leanne sometimes goes into the other room to sleep, and I tried it. I was a little skeptical at first, but I slept like a dream, and I breathed all through my nose the entire time, and I, I, I got to be honest with you, I woke up feeling mentally alert. And, and I think it's because I had just an amazing night's sleep. Claim the best sleep of your life now at hostagetape.com slash Bert. Trust me, you won't regret it. No, no, no. Definitely tell the story. No, hold So Woody Harrelson comes up, right? He wants to visit all the small farms that he's selling in the shop. Don't tell it. He's telling the story. I'm telling the story. This so this is, is a big moment. So we, you know, you know, Woody off, Harrelson. How does Woody Harrelson get in touch with you? Woody Harrelson has his agent not, you know, basically send us an email. He's seen yeah. us in all the videos like you have. He says, Hey, we're coming up, we're flying up. We want to go to these farms and we want to look at these strains because we're going to carry sun grown in our store and we want to know more about the farmer. I so it. I kind of made some of that up. But know. anyway, so we're walking around. Woody Harrelson, pick him up from the airport. Driving him to the farm. He comes to the farm and I set up, you know, so, you know, oh, we shit. spend, we send a, we spend a week trying to get ready right. for, for Woody Harrelson. And so I set up this big orchard ladder in my greenhouse so he could look down on all the colas and it's a really great view. Oof. So Woody Harrelson is on top of this 10 foot orchard ladder in my greenhouse at Huckleberry Hill. And I said, I got to get a shot of him. I got to get a picture of him. Right. And so I run into the greenhouse to look up through the plants to take a picture of Woody Harrelson. Maybe bump the ladder. Maybe I don't know what happened. Dude, but I look up happen. 10 feet high and he's doing the backstroke. And I'm going, oh, fuck. Oh, Can't fuck. Please don't. I know. I shouldn't say That's it. a good story. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Please. He goes parallel to the ground, drops eight to nine feet. And I hear a poof when he hits the ground. All the wind blows out of him. And I'm scared to death. I'm like, yeah. fuck, how did this happen? Did he kill Woody? And Woody is in such good shape. He had just been in this, like, really health fit. He's so fit that he handled it. It would have killed me. Uh, yeah. And so he just took a breath. And think he could have been, you think that farm would have been known if he would have killed Woody there? Yeah. No. So I'm glad Woody's here. Okay. He's the man. You should all go to the the woods and check out the sun. He supports sun growing. It's, it's really amazing. But then to end all that, then he ended up at my house in the evening and, I got, you know. And he was playing horseshoes. We played horseshoes and got to smoke weed, so watch the sunset, it. and it was great. Oh. His nose was brown from, from smelling my, all the bugs. Oh, for real. All the resin on his nose. But yeah, he's a great guy. Awesome. I mean, we had a, we had a yeah, really good time. It was time. a cool time. Woody Harrelson's a fucking 
he's a legend. He's a man. He's 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 cool. There's there's like, especially like uh, a guy like Woody Harrelson. So he comes in. He wants to he wants to put you in his stores. Yeah. So that's how that works. Yeah. So then, how many are there stores that are like you? Are there mom and pop stores, or are stores going? What will go first, corporate growers or corporate stores? I mean. I, I know I actually have a lot of my stuff with cookies, right? And it's like, because they have, you know, the outreach, they have tons of stores, they get the product to tons of different people. So that's, yeah, it's a corporation. But for me, I had to make a move like that. So then just to get my product into other people's hands that never would have went to the small mom and pop stores, which there are plenty of, and those ones are probably struggling harder than these big ones. I would maybe. love to open up a marijuana bar like Woody Harrelson. Well, let's do it. It's tough, though. None of them are making any money. They're all on the verge of going oh, out of business. You'd be shocked what I don't make money at. Yeah. yeah perfect. <laughs> I could fill a boat with that. <laughs> I, I could fucking... I would love to. Let's... Okay, next next agenda on Birdie Boy Productions. Let's open an outdoor... Can you serve alcohol in Woody Harrelson's place? Mm, I, I think, think he has a bar on the side. I think yeah, on the love, side. Because I, I, I love yeah, beer and alcohol. I don't yeah. even need alcohol. I need I, what I need is like a chick. I would love to make some chicken wings too. Like I could really, t- and then I would be your your ten burning at Burt's. Ooh, I, I like that. I bet I can huh? fucking find. It's got to be outdoor, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Or do you want what would be. make a great? Have you ever gotten high in Amsterdam? I haven't gone no. to Amsterdam, but I always dreamed yeah. of it. So, oh, you can't go it now. So. What's funny is I'm off probation. I'm done. Sorry to interrupt that. But no, perfect. My uncle's taking me to my 40th birthday party. He's going to take me to New Zealand. We're going trout fishing, right? Um, haven't seen him in a long time because I was away. And we fly to Auckland, get there. And, you know, the guy says, hey, have you ever been to jail? And I said, yeah, I've been incarcerated. He said, hey, have you been in jail for more than five years? Next thing you know, his hand goes up. Custom agents come. I've, oh, I'm already done, right? I'm done. I'm a free man. They bring me in the side room. He said, hey, you know, New Zealand doesn't allow people to come here that have been incarcerated for more than five years. Sent me on a plane right back to San Francisco, air marshaled back. Like, if that doesn't bring you back full circle to feel like you're a piece of shit, excuse my language. (laughs) Like, that, like, it was really a hard time flying back by myself. Um, So, I don't know. We got, we've got a long way to go with, with people that are incarcerated. I guess that's the moral of the thing, but. Good. Sorry. Burning with Burt. Burning no, with Burt. But I like, because I'm thinking like. <laughs> That'd be a new podcast, Burning with Burt. We could. Like oh, a barbecue yeah. pit with marijuana. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Well, bar- you put all that shitty marijuana in No, that no, get your trimmings. Pit. And yeah, we there infuse, you go. we do barbecue that way with your trimmings. Yeah, yeah you got to get a know, good chef. Yeah. yeah. But, but like, that's the, the move is find a way to get, the, get this in people's hands. Like and I keep easy. thinking like. I remember the day they started j- jarring marijuana. So I remember the first time I ever saw it, it was in a trash can. And the guy had a trash can. He's like, what do you want? And I was like, huh? I was like, wait, what is this? And he like, I remember he wafted the head of the top of the trash can to me. I was like, I remember I was like, I never thought I'd see this in You're my You're telling life. us? You know, I mean, how crazy it was for us to go from outlaws to signing the dotted line. We thought we were just turning ourselves in, you know? And I mean, I really, most of my friends didn't do it. And I was one of the first that did do it because I have kids, you know. And and from there, now we have you know Ridgeline Farms banners in the in the bat, you know, at the basketball court. You have it, you know, in the baseball field. And, you know, it, it's just how so many there, states there are amazing. you guys in? No, we can only, only sell in California, really, right? Because yep. it's not federally legal. Yep. Oh, but, uh, so only 
So can't go across so, state so lines, man. That's- to cut you off, so California didn't put a limit on the amount of farms that they were going to permit, right? So they permitted all these farms because they're generating these billions of dollars. Well, there's only a certain amount of retail shops open. So currently, California is producing 14 million pounds with only the capability of getting rid of two to three million pounds in the retail store. Where do they think the other 10 million pounds is going? It's got to go on the street. Uh, other I states. don't know. <laughs> other states. Other it's states. Going, it's getting, yeah, it's getting yeah, out of here. Honestly, but that's, rap, you know, buy it all and take it with know, them. It's all money, yeah. you know. You know how things work. It's funny how you get to know someone a little bit better when you get high with them. Yeah. Like, it's like, when you drink with someone, it's almost like chest bumping the entire time. But when you get high with them, it's almost like playing with their hair. Huh. Yeah, yeah man. You let your guard down and you... You, you do, man. You're vulnerable when you smoke weed. Yeah. You trust them and you share <laughs> things with them that you would normally probably not. And it's... And I'll well, tell you, the alcohol, you kind of share things, too, that you probably share. Oh, yeah, you're right. Share. Yeah. Yeah. It was different, though. <laughs> you're loose, man. Like, you could look at your wife and go, man, our kids ain't going to be shit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> then she looks back at you and goes yeah baby but we tried <laughs> everybody got a big laugh can I try my can I try my weed and uh, alcohol analogy on you guys and Please, tell me if it bro. works so I'm a big drinker I've been a big, big drinker since I was 22 I got involved with the Russian I don't know if you get anyway oh we so, know yeah so I got, everybody, everybody knows. So I quit drinking for a period of time to lose weight and try to get control of my body and my health. And I got introduced to marijuana in that time through Dan Soder. He said two things is really fun. And then he said, and I love this statement because it is true. He goes, sometimes you'll get a little scared, but just remember all the good stuff that comes with it too. And he's like, and just know that we all get scared every now and then. And I, so when I have gotten high and gotten too high, I was like, Oh, Dan told me this would happen. And I was like, this is normal. And so then you and then you close your eyes, you see a, a mouse chasing a cat. <laughs> You're like, hey, this is fine. So then uh d- okay, just just tell me what I was talking about. Cause I don't <laughs> the <laughs> weed alcohol, alcohol analogy. analogy. My analogy. <laughs> my analogy. <laughs> this is amazing. So, so alcohol oh, is like it alcohol works. to me is like my high school girlfriend. I lost my virginity to her. Our sex was fucking crazy. It was wild. We we fought like we weren't didn't we weren't adults when we learned how to date. So we don't fight right. We yell at each other. We say hurtful things. We hang up. Her dad will call back. You can't talk to her. you know like really weird shit. And then I got sober, and all of a sudden I had this new girlfriend called marijuana, who was totally different. Me and my old girlfriend, the one I the alcohol, my high school girlfriend, we would have made fun of the relationship that me and we'd had. We would have been like, oh, wait, so you just sit in the backyard and appreciate your yard? Okay, okay, real cool. You guys like Frisbee? You guys like Frisbee? I bet you do like Frisbee. So, and then when I I went back and I, I smoked for, I drank, I didn't drink for like 82 days, and then I drank for like 10 days with me and my wife. And I couldn't turn the corner totally on it. Like, I had fun, but I was like, I was like, fuck, I forgot that this it was like almost like going back for Thanksgiving and seeing your high school girlfriend and you guys see each other and you spark that flame for a second, you make out and then you have sex and then she tells you she's fucked two guys at college. You're like, what? <laughs> and then all this, yeah, and you're like, hang on, Damn. I thought we'd tell each other if we were fucking, I told you about marijuana and she's like, ah, fuck marijuana, she's a whore. And you're like, wait, hold on. And it was really kind of crazy. And then I came back to LA and I and I was and I didn't drink last night and I was like smoking and I was like, oh, I'm with my new girlfriend. I forgot how fun a new girlfriend can be. Weed hasn't it, hurt. We hasn't killed anyone, you know. Weeds, weeds like the alcohol has killed a lot of people, a lot of my friends as well. Oh know? yeah, oh you dude, know? alcohol. Well, it's, yeah. it's you can't. 
there's a couple things you can't unsee. Uh, like imperialism, you can't unsee it. Once you realize the white people went and conquered all the islands, you can't unsee that. You can't, don't feel yeah. good buying land in Hawaii. We didn't never kill nobody, man, but you have burned your throat eating a lot of Hot Pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Like a lot of pizza rolls 76 times in a row. I fucked up. You fucked up pizza rolls all high? Dude. I've been Dude. so high I couldn't tell I was like I was like I, you ever just get to a burn part and you're like we're gonna burn it bad tonight Hell yeah. we'll deal with this in the morning <laughs> I ate a whole bag of Skittles I got high and went in to see yeah. Beetlejuice and we had the whole family bag of Skittles and the opening scene of Beetlejuice the play spoiler alert is him letting everyone know that one day you're gonna die and no one will remember you <laughs> And I'm high, and I'm like, oh, fuck. And I ate Skittles with such a fevered mm. passion that I ate the whole bag before the Ooh. play really technically started. It's a big fuck, bag. Yeah. And my wife was like, oh, you're not going to feel good. And I was like, I'm going to be fine. And I was physically <laughs> barf the rainbow. Were you no. tasting every everyone the one at a time? Or you I, put them on at once? It started like that. And then it just <laughs> became yeah, false. And then it became in the mouth. It was like, just, yum, cherry. Uh, mm. yeah. It was like Capital Stormers. It was one guy that climbed up, then another guy, and they're like, fuck it, let's just go meet Nancy Pelosi. Let's taste the rainbow. Yeah. And then he put him in his cheek and he was trying to guess what color it was. Yeah. yeah. The, Skittles are illegal now. Well, yeah. Yeah, like they're outlawed in California. They're going to change, like it's one like red dye number or something or something. Yeah. Oh, they'll shift something. They can yeah. go away. They're a big company. That would be a cool pairing it. if you guys could pair with a candy bar. So you could go in and buy your buy like an eighth with a candy bar. They're like we pair really well with Milky Ways. Oh yeah, Ooh, like edible that. marijuana underwear. Huh? That's my first <laughs> shit. I like that. <laughs> Speedos you eat. Um, Speedos you eat. Just, yeah, but make it low dose because I really want to get high at the end. I don't want to get high in the beginning and then realize I'm the only Speedos underwear. <laughs> I never want to be this high again. <laughs> You've been there? I've been there, man, where I ate so many edibles. You had to tell yourself, I never want to be this high ever again. <laughs> yes. yes. Edibles will get you there. Edibles will get you there quicker than anything. And they show up at your front door like a home invasion. Like they're like, hey, we're fucking high. <laughs> it's good. And this just kicked in. It's going to get worse. Yeah. Sleep ones are the best. Because as you get older, sleep is harder, at least yeah. for me. I sleep like shit. You eat the right one. You know, that's my favorite is eating a gummy at nighttime. You know, CBD, right? That was my next question. That is um, CBD and vape pens and all that taking away more flour than the people who like to, like to smoke it. Well, we need that because, like I said, especially... Personally, we don't need that. Like the bigger, these big farms, they definitely need it because their carrying process is how are you going to cure 100 acres of wheat properly, how right? How much weed does it take to like make one, that like this vape pen? So one pound of fresh frozen, right? Trimmed wet and frozen makes about, depending on the yield, makes about 20 grams of, of rosin. So 20 of those small little containers. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's not a whole lot, right? No. That's not a lot. You got to sell it for $100 each. How much? Vape pens are pretty expensive. They're pretty yeah. expensive. Yeah. yeah. yeah vape pens yeah. are a fucking game changer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to, like, I'm curious about hash. What is the feeling? I've never smoked hash. I'm not sure right now is the uh, perfect time. I brought time you some, to. too. You did? I just, oh, actually, it's rosin. Yeah. Okay. Which, rosin and hash. What's the difference? How do you smoke rosin? You know, it's not exactly my world. It's probably more yours. It's but it's like, either. you know, hash, you're getting the, I mean, the, I, I don't know exactly how, but, but how I used to I, do I was, it. I used to shake it in a silk screen back in the day and make these hash balls. 
right? <laughs> but nowadays with rosin, like, you know, I, I rosin's I, pressed. Yeah. It's really pressed. Well, cast I, I work with Arcade X and they showed up and they, they trimmed it, bucked it down, froze it all. And, you know, and it's a whole different process that but can you, I grow weed. Yeah. I was, they thinking, make I was always thinking you sprinkle hash inside a joint. Yeah. 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 That, that's the way you could smoke yeah. hash. Call it powdered cookie. I, I, I just made that. Yeah, up. well, it <laughs> yeah. sounds good though. Um, Infused, I guess, is what that. Yeah. Means. Now, now they're coming up with hash holes, right? Which is rosin rolled up into the People flour like in the high. joint. And that you know you what high. I mean? People like to get high. Yeah. I think you're yeah. one of those guys. Yeah. Likes to get high. That's the rumor. And yeah. yeah, so it's like you want hash on your weed and oil on top of that. I mean, I don't. But they roll I joints. I want and, just joint. I like. A, I just want. A it's joint. nice, right? Yeah. You can sit here. You can talk. You yeah. forget what you you're saying. You roll good joints. Yeah, I mean, that's, I've been rolling for since he was twelve. <laughs> a long time, you know. <laughs> yeah, you it's know? very interesting that uh, that that you are moderate with your marijuana intake, but you yet are a grower who's been to prison for growing marijuana. I mean, it's, we've had weed in front of us forever. It's not. It's not exciting. You know what I mean? It's yeah. more. It's. It's. Seems like if it's something you just get to do, you're excited. You want to, you know. Smoke you were weed all you the were time. saying you were telling Matt and Annie last night that you know sometimes we would run out of dry space and we would utilize every part of the house. So like over our our bed, right? As a 12 year old kid, you'd be looking up over all this weed that was hanging above you because that was part of your family's income. So you did whatever you had to do to survive because you knew that that year's crop was going to get you to the next year. It wasn't going to get you rich. The whole idea of what we were doing up there was just to make enough money to get to the next year. And the, the biggest challenge was being happy, right? Oh yeah. That's yeah. That is the biggest challenge. I mean, what my, I've always said this, my dream right now, there's so many amazing farmers in our community. I mean, I'm talking how of, many, like put a number. On. I mean, I probably have, you know, a thousand friends there. I mean, I'm not saying like all real close, but there's there, there's a good what five hundred, a thousand, maybe yeah. more. There, there, really there's good farmers, a, over a so. hundred very good farmers, men, women, all kinds, everybody doing their own thing, but grow amazing cannabis. And a lot of them all are really Humboldt struggling. County. All right? from the Emerald Triangle, Emerald you know, Triangle, Mendocino, Mendocino, Trinity Mendocino. County, and Humboldt County Ooh, is really an amazing yeah. place. And see, so these people can't sell too. their weed, right? And so there are. They're losing their jobs. They're trying to find other jobs. They're going down. And as lucky, like, you know, me and Johnny, we got our, we got our brands out there. And now <laughs> our dream, you know, my dream is to put a bunch of other people's weed, you know, friends, you know, put their weed into my bags. It's going to be a craft brand. We're going to know it's going to be good. People are going to trust Ridgeline. They're going to trust Huckleberry. And then we could give them a fair amount of money and everybody could live. We aren't trying to get rich here, but, you know, just to keep the, the influx in our... That's town. the other thing is I think the average person thinks growing marijuana right now, that's where all the fucking money is. Yeah, it's man. It's the Everybody biggest multi-billion dollar loss is what, yeah, what's been really. happening with this business since legalization. There's and it's really so much money lost. You, you were talking earlier about, you know, bugs and all the yeah. different things, mold. But, you know, several years ago, we had to deal with the California, California fires. Wait, what that, animal is heat weed? Do you oh, deer. Deer. Rats. You walk in and a bunch of deer oh, are trying to make hot ever? pockets. <laughs> no, but they ate our whole fucking patch. Dude, They'll rats. Rats will take down a whole plant and take it into their nest. Oh, yeah. Like mice, all kinds of things. Just, you know, bugs, cannabis aphids, How about spider thieves mice. too, right? I bet thieves. thieves. I bet people come up and try to... Know, so back you in the day, back in the day when it was valuable, you know, outlaws, you got money, you get thieves. So, so when I was when I was 16 years old, 
all of our other patches because we used to grow in multiple areas in the county because we'd always lose one or two patches to camp or met or the eradication teams. But we had one patch left and I was growing with two other gentlemen, two other really good friends. And it was like kind of our last stand. It was starting to rain and we had put this big old army tent up into the trees so the helicopters couldn't see us. And um, we stayed there for six weeks in the garden making sure nobody stole it. And at the end of the day, we made 21 pounds. We split it three ways. So we each got seven pounds each, 5,000 a pound. That was $35,000. It was enough money to get us to the next year. You know, we're talking about late 80s, early 90s. And I mean, that, that that's to the extent that we used to go to. Oh, man. Too. All right, let's- I had two good friends get killed, you know, over weed. You know, as a young, when we were young too, you know, just yeah. trying to deal, trying to sell some weed, get shot, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. We got it. We're making headway, though. I think, I mean, with this podcast, maybe it's because I'm high as fuck, but <laughs> I think I think this has been a, I think so far, we're two hours and I'm, I, I'm up for two another hours? hour if you guys are cool. Is it really two hours? I'm up for hanging. Do you have anywhere to go? I could use a root beer or a diet root beer. I could beer. go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. Sorry. We're in Is no, okay. th- yeah, we can yeah. edit that out or we have a camera in there. We'll film it. <laughs> no, we don't have a camera in there. Oh. Uh. So wait, so who grew this weed? Peter. Peter, can Peter come upstairs? Are we streaming this downstairs? Yeah. Um, will Peter come upstairs? I'd like to see. It's a new segment we're going to do called Defend Your Weed. And it's where you Well, grow. that bag over there is obviously trimmed up better, right? Really? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it seems like that's... No, this one. This one. Yeah. Yeah. No, that what? One. Let me see that one. Black. Black. Yeah, this is... Tell Peter to come up, too. Let's check this out. Because, I mean... So Pete, defend your weed. What's hold on, hold on. Defend your. Fu- is it? Is there a mic it's, on over at the it's, table? It smells down? great. Honestly, this this smells great. Matt, 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 will you sit there, Pete? So Pete, what strain did your dad grow? I have absolutely no idea. Your dad is in Rochester is growing his. Is it legal in Rochester? Maybe we'll edit that out. No, I think it is. I think you're allowed to have like what three to six plants per person per household. And so Peter went. Smells good. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, it's and it's cured. I mean, that's the cure. That's what we talk about. You can grow all the weed you want, but if you cure it wrong, it's gonna smell and probably taste like shit. And you know, so far I'll taste it next, and then I'll really let you know. But the smell is good. Let's roll it's a joint of per- Peter's dad's weed. Okay, it's outstandingly that. sticky. Yeah, sticky's good. Sticky is the trichomes, correct? Um. Yeah. Can yeah, you please keep? Can you go to my Instagram um, on the big screen? I would like to show you my journey. Oh, wow. So these are my plants. That's Venus, Serena, Chloe, Kim, and then the other two. And then if you can find video of my plants, because I took a lot of videos. Go to video. Oh, that's Priscilla. So I was I started growing weed for something to do, just for fun. And then I don't look skinny in that video. And and then I found I was going to do it to promote shit. I thought it was a good idea to promote shit. I bought six plants. I planted them. I had fun doing that. And then I realized they make for good content. I had these six plants. It's a storyline that I could put on my stories that people could follow. I remember those. They look yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I, I wish you could find better. And so then I would use these to promote shows as I had my plants. And it was it was a good story to follow. It was a good arc. And then look, I got the pictures of the Kardashians in there. I put little pictures of them in there. And so, <laughs> what the yeah, hell? the thicker one. I the, love seeing this. 
This is exactly why people have to grow their own. Oh, I'm- 100%. I'm, it changes you forever. I will be growing You're changed. here. I can see it. Oh, yeah. You're a different person because of what happened right there, even though that one's not so good. They were your great. babies. Uh, I topped a couple. I don't know. I, Topping's I, look, good. I'm, I'm the kind of person that gets a couch from Ikea, puts it together, and has three pieces left. And goes. And my wife goes, you didn't read the instructions, did yeah. you? Can you keep seeing if you can find more video of my plants, maybe when they're bigger? First day of spring, me and Venus Lemon. National Weed Day. My girl just got. Oh, they also they um flowered. They did a, a false flower. Yep. And I you had, put them out too early. I did. Yep. I had. I mean, I was obsessed. I'd go in and take pictures. This is when the camera paired up with the iPhone. It was like you could take micro pictures. Yeah. And I was taking pictures of trichomes and. Oh yeah. I can't even find my fucking phone. Oh yeah. Can someone Taking grab my pictures of weed? Is oh, my favorite. it's the fucking hottest. Oh yeah, me too, man. I, I remember um, going to the magazine store and just opening up that marijuana high times, high times and look at the marijuana, and you, you can see all the crystals up close. And I was like, man, nobody sells weed like this where I live. What's that one? This is Pete's dad's. Pete. This is Pete's what? dad's weed. Pete. Pete, and you got to take a hit. It's what's, your dad's weed. What's the strain? I don't know, actually. I got to text him and ask. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. Matt, you want to try Pete's dad's weed and as a gondolier? Here, Pete. Take a pass to Pete. Pete. And Matt can rate it. <laughs> Matt, sit down by the microphone. Pete, sit across from him. So, Matt, you're a gondolier. Sit down and please give me a review on Pete's yeah. weed. Come on, Matt. Uh, sit down in yeah. the chair with the microphone. Be honest. It's okay. And then, and then tell us what you're looking for and what you find. When you're hitting, tell us what you're thinking. Like what you're feeling. It's not bad. Yeah? It's really not bad at all. Yeah. It's in the... Uh, I grew that outside in a tomato garden. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah, I got to go to Woody's place. Yeah, it's good. Is it? Is it... Where is it? Is it in... It's in Hollywood, right? It's yeah. in Hollywood. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're Hill kids. Hollywood's Hollywood, so yeah. I can't yeah. tell you. <laughs> well, we're not in Hollywood now. No. And the taxes will tell you that. Oh, man. Because but we got to get out of Hollywood. There's The homeless problem there is insane. The last thing you want to do is get super high and walk out. We need to go there with you. tent on accident. <laughs> he has a nice little smoking lounge in the back. And So should... what is it? Pull up Woody Harrelson's place online. The Woods. The Woods. I like that. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it, it's really sweet. It's it's different than any other retail shop. Is it a restaurant, too? No, they're, like I said, on the next side. Door. The restaurant's are. next door, so they kind cool. of separated it. Does he have plants inside there? He's got parrots. He's got them all. Oh, you have a bunch of wild animals. And you see- We so teach our parents can, our punchlines. Can lines. you scroll down just one second? Sorry not to run anything, but that no, That's back up to cool. the woods. So you, you need to understand what the upside down marijuana, a little higher. Keep going. See that upside down marijuana leaf? Yeah. So he says that he's going to continue to keep that like that for the amount of prisoners that are still left in until the last prisoner is left out. Then he's going to turn the pot leaf up right. So it's kind of a cool tribute to the. It's a little futile. <laughs> <laughs> Why not go to Congress and talk to them? You're Woody fucking Harrelson. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a Zan. Yeah. Uh, I don't run your yeah. business, Woody, but flip the fucking leaf and give him $10 million. <laughs> I like it. Oh, it's in fucking WeHo. Oh, it's right by where we're going tonight. Oh, wow. Who is the big... What about Willie Nelson? Is he His, his weed game's legit. Yeah, well, 
I used to, he used to buy our, our strains and put them in his jar, right? He's a third party, um, person. So he, um, he could make it in California. He ended up leaving and and he, now he's working in other States, but it's a tough game in California. Willie reserve. Oh yeah. It was Willie's reserve. Yeah. Yeah. I've had yeah. Willie Reserve. Yeah. Snoop's the Snoop's that, the So you probably run. had his weed, really, because a lot of Snoop, it was he, his weed. Snoop, Death Row Cannabis. I think he started his brand up, and, you know, it's a tough game in California. It's it is tricky. a tough game. Too many taxes, too many middlemen. I don't know anybody that's making it. Really? And there's a lot of weed. And so, so weed has to really stand out, you know? This is, there's more weed in California than in any other state. Hands down, I'd imagine. That. Missouri, you can only smoke the weed from Missouri that's made in Missouri. We had their weed. It was pretty good. Well, you're supposedly in California That's also. The, but, yeah, but it's, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. The, uh, I think that would be the, what's the, and then, so then the taxes. So if I, I buy, say I buy a, a pound for you for $500 and I sell it in my store, how quick can I move a pound, do you think? Let's say, let's say I can turn 100 tickets a night. So what is that, eights, 128 eights? Yeah. Or, yeah. We're open Thursday, so, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's a comedy club that just does fucking weed. Right. Yeah. And that, cause that's where we could make our money. Cause we, I know we can sell tickets doing that. And then we can move once we sell tickets, we can get everyone high as fuck. And so how many, t- how, 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 how many hundred people get through a pound in a night? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people like for yeah. us coming from the country, we fly into LA, we look out. What I see is there's a lot of people. Each one of those people smoke one joint. We're good. There's lots of things you could do though. You do clothing that could ship all over the country. You know, you, yeah. you know, with your shop. I mean, that's right. Clothing. That's line. like yeah, Average Line Farms Apparel, and it's like I've been sending my stuff all over the country. Yeah, you know, and it's just a whole other way to brand and make money. I think that's the move. What what other what what have I left out, Matt? You you know the most about marijuana of my close friends. What what have I left out? What do you love about their weed? What do you love about Sungrown? And maybe tell everyone what a gondolier has to do and go gondolier. through. Gondolier. That's your jet. Your jet's going to say gondolier. G six. Right. So it's gondier, like uh, like wine sommelier. Yes. You know. So um, I I first, <clears throat> pardon me. You know, just being introduced to uh, to the flower through Huckleberry, you know, Hill Farm and and the White Thorn Rose. And um, I just think, you know, I, I'm, I know my way around the plant and stuff like that, but I think hearing his story and connecting with that plant the way uh, that he did and the way that I do, um, it moved me. And I, and I think, you know, sharing it the way it was shared with me, you know, and not looking for anything out of it, just trying to do right and, and you know. It's a beautiful this, thing, yeah. man. It is. It's a you know, it's it's the story. That's it. That's what we have different than every other shop here in LA, right? We have the story that goes behind our weed. You know, it's like it's the history. It's the history. It's when you hear it's about culture. It's our heritage. I mean, you know, and it's shit that we're we're on the cups of lose losing right now. You know, so you know we need we need help. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, the best case scenario, someone that's way smarter than me about marijuana who's in a very advantageous place, goes, you know, I love the sexiness of outdoor weed. We should start branching that into more places, and all of a sudden, everything starts growing. And then maybe we fucking... I love the idea of what Woody has. I think that's so great. And I would say crafts weed, too. It doesn't have to be all sun-grown. There's indoor that does living soil that are small. You know, there's 
mixed lights that are small and it's just more of a craftsman like if you just have crafts weed it's just the quality's up huh. i want to do an edibles episode of something's burning i want to do one where i make edibles but you got to wait 45 minutes for them to kick in and it's just the last five minutes of the show everyone goes oh you used too much <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah you know when you're cutting the the the, the buds you know all that sticky stuff that gets in the scissors mm -hmm. do you guys sell that like how could i get it get that <laughs> You, you we'll know. start saving it up for yeah, you. Yeah, have enough trimmers with piles of that shit on there. Might we'll be hair, it. might be some oil, oh, might be real. some skin. So I went to That's a shop cool. once. I went to a place like that was, and the scissors didn't open no more because there was so much. Oh of yeah, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had a pair of those good scissors. I was like, let me get a look. Yeah, you better come great. and visit us too. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like, huh? Keep some of that shrapnel. You guys, come up to the hills. We do. We'll I will, you you, we, there should be a if there. That's the move is open a comedy club up there. Why fucking fight with LA? Yeah, we need some more people. Do, on do a show in the middle of a weed garden. I think that could be cool if, if you could do it outside without having too much interrupting with the birds and the helicopters. Uh, I work outdoors. I'm fine. Gentlemen, thank you for doing this. Felipe, thank you for coming over. Thank you for having, having me, us. bro. I, felt, I, felt, I love you, brother. I th you are one, you. one of the funniest fun human beings in the world. And I can't believe we hooked up with Humboldt. Yeah. And, and gentlemen, thank you for making the trip down to talk about this. Real quick, we're going to have links all underneath to, so they can find your websites, find your Instagrams, any of your YouTube stuff, whatever. We'll have links all under this video. And then uh, we'll obviously post pictures when this comes out. And we'll have links in my bio, everything, so people can find you and support just solid dudes at the, at the OGs of the business fucking trying to get the word out. Well, I appreciate you guys having us on here. And, you know, what happened with Matt that happened with you that happened to have us down here really can change the whole course of this industry and the whole course of the Emerald Triangle small farmer. And I know that sounds just completely ridiculous. Now I am high. See, this is what happened. <laughs> so it sounds ridiculous, but this is how things happen. It is. Matt is how things happened. And we all can make a difference and change the course of history together i don't know it could be something really cool really we're cool. making some cool stories right now yeah i should got highway earlier <laughs> i mean yeah we can do another three hours <laughs> i've always said it's not just a job it's our way of life you know and it's the same with and what he's saying is is really real like you actually could help a whole fucking a whole multiple communities a whole culture survive i mean it's kind of a lot to put on your shoulders but shit I've taken bigger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, you, we, I think that everyone listening should help just spread the word. Because that is a cool statement to help a community survive. And and yeah. a community that is primarily the base Responsible. Reason, was, was it? Responsible. Yeah, for, responsible for the for, weed. For the, responsible for the culture that we all seem to be knowing and loving now. Yeah. We have friends selling, growing weed in Kansas City. And I that guarantee you, there's a bunch of people growing weed right now that are like, Humble County, huh? But unless you know, and knowing is the change. And now you know. <laughs> now you know. Now That's you beautiful. Know. Well, thank I'll be you. your Huckleberry. I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> I got a shirt. I got a shirt that says that. Hook, yeah, Triple X. Yeah, I wear it. Okay. I wear it too. <laughs> hey, I, I think I got a shirt for you in my bag. Thank you. Yeah. Nice. Well, let's break off Felipe with some weed and uh, make sure he's covered. And, uh, and thank you, everybody. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, man. And thank you. And Peter, shout out to your dad. Did you tell him his dad, your dad grew good weed? Yeah. Hell yeah. What did he say? Good job. Awesome. All right. Cool. All right. All right. Let's go have a cocktail. I Fuck am yeah. stoned.
This episode was brought to you by The Machine.